Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Michigan, Minnesota, and the Midwest. So uh, symptoms would include if you get fever, headache, fatigue... Uh, sometimes you get a rash with a bullseye in it where the tick bite is. If you leave it untreated, it can cause arthritis and severe um, problems. So uh, over two, over 20,000 to 30,000 uh, U.S. cases are reported of Lyme disease each year, but researchers, experts say that uh, the real numbers are probably 10 times that. People don't get reported, apparently. All right, last but not least in the quack report, Chinese scientists uh, edit genes to produce artificial sperm. Scientists in mainland China have successfully mass-produced high-quality artificial sperm. Uh, The man-made sperm does not have little tails, so it can't swim, but it looks more like eggs um, than it does a natural sperm. But they say it can fertilize an egg and pass on genetic information to potential offspring. All this uh, research is published in the Journal of Cell stem cell. Now, our, they said our man-made sperm, um, uh, uses. they've been using it to generate um, half-cloned mice, and the researchers say that what they did is they injected an artificial sperm into a natural egg, and the mouse was half-cloned with 50% of its genes coming from one of a thousand other sperm cultures that were in a test dish, uh, you know, test Anyway, uh, they say the gene editing tool helps them to do this. It allows the researchers to add or disrupt or change a sequence of a geome specific to sperm, and scientists could now explore the function of many genes simultaneously with this new editing tool. So they say man-made sperm may have been produced by scientists in the past in labs, but the output was really bad, Um, less than, I think, 2% could fertilize eggs, but now, according to this study, um, that's not a problem. Uh, They can fertilize all day long, and uh, so we'll see. Man-made sperm. What's next? Well, we're going to talk about that in the next segment, and that wraps the quack report. Thank you, Frank. I don't know. What's all with this artificial? Our, our whole world just gone artificial mad. Nobody wants anything natural. What's wrong with natural sperm? Seriously. All right, we're going to talk about what's going on in the infectious disease world. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, what do you say? Are the advancements, what do you think? Are the advancements in the sector of public health really for the protection and betterment of our health, or is it for the betterment, betterment of scientific health care's bottom line? Hmm. Nearly 50 years ago, infections like HIV and AIDS, Ebola, Lyme's disease, the nymphovirus, SARS, and a number of zoonotic animal pathogens were unknown. So with each year, there seems to be some new discovery of a disease that can severely impact humanity. 
And besides the deadly pathogens, there are numerous ways to create a plethora of illnesses. So the corruption of the food, the water, and medicine have created this circle of slow death by non-communicable diseases like asthma, cardiovascular dysfunction, depression, autism, diabetes, arthritis, osteoporosis, digestive disease, immune system dysfunction, endocrine gland disease, liver and kidney disease, obesity, and cancer. Goodness. So we, we, we need to have an understanding about the varied disease threats to our health and the possible emergence of additional infections, uh, these types of pathogens that are coming. We also need to have an understanding of how we can protect ourselves from current and emerging disease, okay? Well, first, let's look at some of the statistics. According to the WHO, the World Health Organization, the non-communicable diseases, some of which I just mentioned, are what they call slow-death illness uh, that are leading the world by 63%. We, we have more than 36 million worldwide dying of slow death right now. So out of the 36 million, 80% are low- and middle-income societies. Let me read you this quote by Virginia Lab, president of the executive director of the American Autoimmune-Related Disease Association, who says, with the rapid increase in autoimmune diseases, it clearly suggests that environmental factors are at play Due to the significant increase of these diseases, genes do not change in such a short period of time, end of quote. Yeah, so what she's alluding to is some sort of genetic manipulation. Um, let's look at some of that then. Um, uh, yeah, the zoo pool, let's just go to the uh, animal kingdom because scientists know that the diseases in the animal kingdom are vast and can present opportunities for the increased spreading of infection causing upheaval. For instance, science has used the rotavirus, hadavirus, uh, or the bird influenza H1, um, and it's documented that very few animal pathogens are able to gain access to humans because they don't adapt or transmit the pathogen in order for it to multiply and spread. So why? Are so many animal pathogens jumping over the human over to humans if they don't normally do that? Well, there's this old saying in the pharmaceutical industry, and I think our engineer has a clip to play. I want you to hear this, so if you can, Frank, play the clip. Great news! A raccoon virus just crossed the species barrier and now can infect humans. Why is that great news? In the pharmaceutical business, we have a saying: "Mo infection, mo money." Yeah. There's your answer right there. Now, that was a clip from the Big Bang Theory. Why they're working that into a comic show, uh, it's not funny. It really isn't. Let me read you this quote by Stephen Morris. He's a Ph.D. at Columbia University. He does a lot of research. He says, we know what is responsible for emerging infections, and we should be able to prevent them. He concludes, through global surveillance and diagnostics and research, and above all, the political will to make that happen. Well, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of things in the mix there, Stephen. Uh, now, Mark Wolhouse and Eleanor Gaunt of the University of Ellenburg have produced a catalog of 1,400 human pathogen species. Now, 
Of them, 87 species have been recorded since 1980. Now, these seem to be novel pathogens, okay? They have noted the emergence of a broad host range making the potential for human transmission viable. Okay, so these are all diseases that have potential to infect us. So uh, the, these researchers expect out of the 1,400 pathogens that 500 of these will jump the animal to human gap and make human to human transmission possible. And of these 500, they predict 150 pathogens will have the potential to create epidemic level disease. And what's worse is these pathogens will mutate to create new infectious diseases at a rate of three per year. So scientists have been working to overcome the challenges of new pathogens to become established in a new host and achieve efficient transmission. That's just insane, you know? Well, let's look at the gene pool because we just, we just heard about the new artificial sperm and the genes being manipulated and this and that. Let's just look at the gene pool because another approach medicine is working on is to focus on the three W's, the what, why, and where infectious disease emerge and capitalize on that. Mind you, science promotes this research as a way to prevent disease from happening. And at the University of California, Davis, they are experimenting with a process that generates new pathogens. So now, why would you want to add to the risk of infectious disease, right? Uh, well, I think they like to create disease so they can sell their version of preventing disease, a drug, you know, more infection, more money. So the three W's they are trying to answer is through the field of polygeometrics. And this is a way to generate new pathogens through genome sequences. So researchers are experimenting with complex genes of three species. So the process kind of ties down the geome, and they try to get the code of the geome, which up till now has kind of been limited, but they're getting better at it. So the scientists called this research, are you ready? This research on geomes, they call the tree of life, right? Now, the geomes they have chosen are all bacterial, and uh, they want to publish what is called a field guide to microbes. So they claim that when they create a new pathogen in this way, that they can predict its function and when it is likely to occur. So through the Consortium for Conservative Medicine, Wildlife Trust, they have prepared models to predict risk, pathogen source, and geographic locations of outbreaks. So these computer models will allow them to locate hotspots of disease and then watch it progress. All right, now, I want you to be really aware of the words they use, these researchers, okay? Because I find it interesting the words that the scientists use when announcing their research, their findings, and how this will all benefit mankind. For instance, Stephen Morris, Ph.D. at Columbia University, he says he feels that pathogen research informs us about the, quote, importance of infectious diseases. So in what instance does he mean disease is important? Hopefully, you know, to help eradicate disease and save lives. 
However, I do question their intentions because research labs still store the smallpox disease. It was a disease that man supposedly intentionally defeated. So why keep it around and run the risk of another outbreak? Well, it's because to them, disease is power. It's a weapon. And for some industries, it can be a moneymaker. Wow. Well, let's talk about the plagues. Um, It's very important to realize that we ourselves are kind of limited in protecting ourselves from individuals who would exploit infectious pathogens. You know, God knows what they're creating, right? And really, God has given us some clues. And if we pay attention, we can protect ourselves without vaccines and without the drugs. So if you look in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 59 and 60, God gives us a hint. He said, Uh, that he told his people, um, he says he states that his people are fearful of the plagues of Egypt, and he warned them to be obedient because disobedience would expose them not only to the familiar plagues of Egypt, but also of every sickness and every plague not written in the book, and it would destroy them. So God knew where science was going with disease research. So we're instructed to be obedient, and in Psalms 91, we're given this special prayer of protection from pestilence. So God says, 10,000 may die right at your right side, but it will not touch you. The disease won't touch you. So when God says herbs are meat and here for the service of man, what do you suppose that means? Well, it means God has given us natural, powerful medicine. So the use of antibiotics and vaccines is damaging to his creation and has really left several generations with weak, malfunctioning immune systems. And a majority of people will have little to no defense against the plagues, which are not written in the book, okay? So if you want to learn about God's promise about how powerful his herbs are, Genesis chapter 1, 29 and 30, verses 29 and 30, and Psalms 104, verse 14. Well, let's talk about immune system defense, because if you've taken antibiotics or over-the-counter products, pain relievers, or these lifelong medications for non-communicable diseases, well, then you have some work to do. Uh, We don't want God to count us as slackers or neglect our due diligence when it comes to our health. So now, more than ever, we have to make significant effort to secure organic food and water, clean water, on a daily basis. This empowers our body to be healthier. And we can also remove impurities and drug residues with God's herbs and cleanse the filtering organs. This, again, makes our body stronger to fight disease. So we can use herbs to boost our immune system, and we can improve our health with this nourishing and cleansing approach that our bodies will need and it will assist assist our immunity, it will power up our immune system. So if you're interested in learning how to cleanse your system with herbs, then uh, call the experts in immune boosting and organ cleansing. You would call Apothecary Herbs. They have a toll-free number. You can ask for a free product catalog. The number is 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. And... Um, 3663, if I get it out there, you know. Oh, international number is 704-885-0277. Of course, they do have a website, thepowerherbs.com. 
and that's where your health care options just became endless. Also, uh, you might want to ask them about their pandemic kit, really cool, and some other emergency kits they have there for use. Um, so it's a, a natural way to power up your body, to secure your defenses, your God-given defenses, using God's medicine, which he says is powerful and he's approved of, you know. Um, yeah, I trust in the Lord. I hope you do, too. So go to thepowerherbs.com, check it out. You can get there typing in Herb Talk Live. Also, if you're there, sign up for the free online newsletters where you'll get really um, helpful information each and every week. We do have the American Survival newsletter that goes out on Tuesdays and the HealthQuest newsletter that goes out on Friday. So uh, sign up. That's free. Opt in, opt out, whatever you want to do. And uh, you can share that information with your list if you like, your family and friends. And uh, it's empowering. That's what it is. It puts the power back in your hands. A lot of people just don't feel powerful anymore. But you are. You just didn't know it, you know. You just didn't have the tools and the information. But, you know, you're just amazing. The body is amazing. God designed a body to regenerate and heal. And we just sometimes have to help it along or get out of the way and let it do its thing without, you know, hindering it. So learn as much as you can there to uh, protect yourselves because uh, the time is a coming swiftly. But you're going to need to know that knowledge, have those tools, and it's sort of like you don't learn to shoot the gun in the middle of the war. You learn to shoot it before the war, see. Okay, enough said. All right, we're going to talk about throat cancer before we have to take a commercial break in a minute here. Um, a lot of people worry about cancer. And uh, we've seen lately some celebrities that have had a throat cancer down through the years. And according to the National uh, Cancer Institute, throat cancer is um, very difficult to treat, they say. Um, notice I didn't say cure because, you know, modern medicine really doesn't cure a thing. Uh, they do disease management. That's their specialty. So the uh, National Cancer Institute reports that if the condition of throat cancer is caught early enough, there's a 90% cure rate, according to them. Um, well, I use that term cure loosely because the disease is most likely in remission when you go with allopathic treatments for cancer, especially if the patient makes no lifestyle changes at all. So uh, people with, uh, who get a diagnosis of throat cancer really have a lot of physical real estate at risk. The cancer cells usually start behind the nose, and they're flat and thin cells that kind of look like fish scales. The cancer then spreads to affect the voice box, the thyroid, and the neck, the nose, and the esophagus. Now, this disease usually affects adults over the age of 50 and is 10 times more likely to affect men than women. So white men, Caucasian men, have a 50% higher risk of throat cancer than other um, races of, of uh, human beings. So throat cancer may not be as prevalent as other cancers, about 1,300 cases a year, um, 4,000 deaths uh, with this type of disease. So what can we do about it? Well, we're going to find out. All right. First, let's talk about some of the symptoms. Uh, you may have throat cancer if you have the following symptoms, coughing, ear pain, persistent sore throat more than six weeks, pain or difficulty swallowing, voice change, you know, hoarseness for more than six weeks, weight loss or a lump or 
painless sore that won't heal inside your mouth, um, throat, or neck. You may have a, a lump that feels like it's in your throat. In addition to these symptoms, you may have difficulty breathing and experience bleeding in the throat. Some other signs can be neck pain, bleeding from the mouth, persistent sinus congestion, bad breath, sore tongue, white, red, or dark patches inside the mouth, numbness of the mouth, a lump on the lip, mouth, or gum area, enlarged neck glands, slurred speech. So cancer is affecting the tongue at that point. Oh, I see by the clock. We have to take a little commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about treatments, what your options are. We'll be right back. into the original medicine. Herbalist Wendy Wilson will be right back. As men get older, they are subject to hormone imbalance. And when this happens, men can experience osteoporosis, memory loss, irritability, blood sugar imbalance, weight gain, enlarged prostate, erectile dysfunction, and risk of stroke. The human endocrine system manufactures hormones. Why not feed your system plant nutrition to make the hormones that are right for you? For centuries, these herbs have been used to balance the male hormone system. Men, you've waited long enough for the male hormone formula. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663 for the male hormone formula. 866-229-3663 or online at thepowerherbs.com. 866 866- 229-3663, where your healthcare options just became endless. Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Henry Ford, the automobile. And herbalist Wendy Wilson? Well, discover for yourself. Listen to Herb Talk Live. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. 
Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Financial obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom throat cancer, though. That's what we moved on to. Let's talk about talk about the complicated risks that people that get throat cancer run, run into, because um, the throat cancer can spread to the trachea, the bronchial, and the lung area. Some factors which can cause the development of throat cancer are exposure to asbestos, uh, excessive alcoholism, Epstein-Barr virus, papillomaviruses, poor dental hygiene, tobacco use, especially smokeless tobacco and the use of cigars, and a diet that's lacking adequate vitamins from fruits and vegetables. Now, cigarette smokers have a 25-fold increased risk of cancer over the non-smokers. And other factors that can contribute are going to be low immune system function, exposure to nickel refining, textile fibers, woodworking, and gastroesophageal reflux disease. So what are the medical treatments? Well, modern medicine offers the chemotherapy, the radiation, the surgery, the drugs. And one draw drawback to the radiation therapy is that it can cause what is called a reduced blood supply to the jaw called osteocirrhosis. So if the disease spreads to the neck and lymph nodes, 
the remission rate drops 50%. So if surgery is recommended, most patients will suffer the loss of their larynx, which is their voice box, their lymph nodes in their neck area. Several cases also require the removal of the trachea, the jaw, the upper palate, and part of the face. So if this is the case, the patient is left with a permanent opening in the throat, uh, a stoma, and all this is going to leave the patient with difficulty eating and swallowing, stiffness of the neck, lots of pain, respiratory problems, and, of course, speech problems. So the longevity and the quality of life for a patient like this um, has severely diminished. And if the cancer spreads to other parts of the body, which it most likely does if it's surgically removed, modern medicine writes the patient off as incurable. So the game plan then is it shifts from remission to pain relief until death, okay? So that's what you're in for, that's the progression. So let's talk about the diet real quick because research is suggesting that a diet high in processed meat, especially red meats, increases your risk of head and neck cancer. So the study also reported that the diet that has raw um, vegetables offered more protection against head and throat cancers. So natural vitamin E will help prevent the white patches that are the precursors for the cancer on the mucosal surfaces. And you're going to find natural vitamin E in cold-pressed vegetable oils, sprouted seeds like sunflower, nuts like almonds, your whole grains, Brussels sprouts, peaches, wheat germ, asparagus, green leafy vegetables, spirulina, and barley grass. Now, beta-carotene also was reported to help with the early-stage cancer, so don't forget that. Let's talk about a cancer case. Um, there have been some cases, though, of throat cancer that have been cured, really uh, seriously cured. And there was a, a case of a 48-year-old male who had a large mass the size of a small grapefruit, about four inches in his throat. His doctors did a biopsy, which reported that he had malignant cancer, and the cancer involved his thyroid and his vocal cords, it kind of encompassed that, and he had extreme difficulty swallowing and breathing. His doctor said that the biopsy showed that the cancer was dissolving his thyroid gland along with his vocal cords and sides of his throat. So the patient didn't want to have surgery or any of the options his doctors gave him, even when his doctors told him he had a window of six weeks or less to seek treatment. But instead, he opted to do a combination of natural therapies. Now, this case comes from uh, one of the uh, patients uh, uh, natural doctors had at the School of Natural Healing. So this is where this case has originated from. So what did they do? What did the guy decide he wanted to do? Well, he wanted to do a combination of therapies. So with a disease like cancer, you're going to want to do um, a combination of therapies. It unleashes more power at your disposal. So this means you want to do your organ cleansing, especially all the way to the blood. You want to do your juice, uh, juice therapy, your vegetarian diet, your internal um, and external, uh, I should say, external poultices, castor oil packs. You want to eat raw garlic, like four to six cloves a day. Immune-boosting uh, herbs include your cold sheet treatment exercise, positive thinking, massage therapy, reflexology, and learning a joke every day because when you, when you have a sense of humor and you laugh, five areas of your brain light up, okay, and that helps in, with the, the chemicals in the brain, the hormones, and everything. So 
well, what happened to this guy? He did all this stuff, and within two weeks, uh, the report was the cancerous mass shrunk by 50%. That was two inches, and the man could swallow and breathe more easily. So he kept doing his therapies, his natural therapy, every day, and the mass kept shrinking, and by six months, he was completely free of this cancerous mass. His doctors reexamined him and pronounced him cancer-free. He, he was able to preserve and save his thyroid, his voice box, basically his life. So within, within a normal, healthy voice, he could, was able to give his testimony to the class over at the school. And one important thing to remember is that if you want to heal yourself with natural therapies, you have to get aggressive, be committed, not be afraid, okay? So if you want to be fearful, you want to be afraid of the medical establishment, what they're going to do to you, that's where you're supposed to be fearful for sure. All right. Um, so here are some things that you might want to consider uh, when you're uh, thinking about dealing with such cases as the, the cancer. There is a, uh, this wonderful cancer poultice that you can mix up. Um, if, you, if you want the recipe, this isn't something that the folks at Apothecary sell, but it is a recipe that they have and can send over to you. There's, there's lots of things that are handouts that will empower you. So you can always ask the folks at Apothecary Herbs for that. And uh, they'll email or um, snail mail it to you. And it's, um, they have a list of cancer poultices for different conditions, breast cancer and so forth. So um, this, is, this is knowledge for you. And you can uh, gather those ingredients and make your poultice and, uh, and use it accordingly. Um, another thing that was discovered in 2012 that's been really helpful is that the Windsor School Medical School up in um, Quebec, Canada, the folks there, the medical staff there, um, they discovered dandelion root, uh, helped people with cancer. It was uh, leukemia patients that, you know, indicated that there's something in dandelion root because they drank tea, dandelion root tea, and their blood work improved. And so the researchers found out there's something in dandelion that makes all cancer cells, not just leukemia, but all cancer cells commit suicide. So don't neglect that, you know, God has uh, left you defenseless here because he hasn't. Uh, he's given you tools. He's given you uh, strong medicine. Remember, herbs are meat, okay? Meat, strong, powerful. And um, that's what you want to learn to use. So uh, the folks at Apothecary Herbs, they do have the dandelion root. And uh, recent uh, research has come to discover that when you uh, combine the dandelion with the stragglase root, it works much faster, so you can expedite your, your, your process there. So give them a call if you want a catalog, if you want to ask about any of those items, the dandelion root, um, any of their products there, including their pandemic kit. Mm -hmm. The toll-free number is 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. Thepowerherbs.com is the website. All right. We're going to talk about more bacteria because we were talking about how um, they're kind of, you know, creating more infectious uh, diseases, pathogens. They're just getting out of hand. So let's talk about how we can prepare for a lot of this bacteria. Um, this bacteria not only is adapting naturally in nature, mutating, but then we've got the folks in the scientific research area just kind of helping animal pathogens along to infect us all. So um, we got to survive all this bacteria, the mutating kind, the zoonotic kind that is coming from animals. 
You know, bacteria can be lurking everywhere. Let's just put it that way. Pharmaceutical companies are really not developing um, new antibiotics to treat bacterial pathogens. Um, so uh, why are they stop? Why are they stop doing that? Um, well, because they they it costs a lot of money to make them, and now they've turned their attention to um, viral drugs. So I don't know if that's going to be worse than the mutating drug-resistant bacterial drugs after they're done, but I expect it to be at least as worse. So why are antibiotics so limited? Well, when we use antibiotics to fight bacterial infections, we produce bacteria that adapts. And one reason the bacteria adapts is the antibiotics have isolated chemical components that the bacteria can adapt or mimic in order to evade the drug. Or the bacteria can make its own antidote to the antibiotic. So modern medicine says that these lurking, mutating bacteria can develop resistant microbes within a short time, like three months. So when you, uh, you know, send a one-dimensional antibiotic to destroy a bacterial pathogen, it's kind of like trying to crack a code comprised of not just one or two digits. It's sort of like trying to, you know, crack a combination lock. So it can, it's not really a problem for adapting bacteria. They can, they can actually uh, defeat the antibiotic when it's just one dimensional. So what science is saying is that they need more complex antibacterial agents to fight off and defeat these um, pathogens, these bacterial pathogens. So what are our more complex options? Well, if antibiotics are so easy for bacteria to identify and code and evade and destroy, what could be used to stop bacterial bacterials that are invading? Well, logic would suggest we should use more complex and a more complex opponent, right, which is not so easily identified and defeated uh, by the pathogen. Or do we have anything that fits this type of counter-defense strategy? Well, yes, we do. It's called herbs. Okay, the, the pathogens are not uh, resistant to the herbs that boost up your natural immune system. Okay? So bacterial fighting herbs have very complex properties, and they're not so easily identified by the, uh, by the pathogen to make its own antidote. So herbs contain very complex bacterial fighting compounds, which, you know, go way beyond the antibiotics. So we're going to take a look at a few of them right now, okay? One of them is garlic. Um, garlic is our, well, our ancient ancestors used it to fight infections for thousands of years. While the elite had expensive doctors with fancy tools and off-the-wall treatments, the poor used garlic. So it's considered a poor man's antibiotic, really. So the poor had sanitary and malnutrition problems working against them on top of the bacterial infections, but they often survived their illnesses with garlic. So garlic has a very broad spectrum of compounds, and it's used against viruses, bacteria, and parasites and fungus. So if you have to compare the defensive action of garlic to a drug, uh, it would be similar or better than penicillin. So it's very effective against foodborne pathogens like staph, strep, salmonella, E. coli. So if you get food poisoning, there you go. And in my opinion, it isn't whether it use, to use garlic or not, but whether to, um, 
what form you might want to use it in. Do you want to use tablets, liquids? Do you want to eat it raw? Well, you want to keep in mind that pills and tablets take time for the body to digest. They have a short shelf life. Eating raw garlic is really good, has lots of live enzymes, but you have to eat quite a bit of it, like maybe four to six cloves, and that can nauseate some folks. Liquid concentrates are absorbed right away, and they offer an alternative to eating large doses of raw garlic. So garlic naturally thins the blood, so use caution if you're taking medical, uh, medicinal doses of anticoagulants, blood thinners. Now the next one is onion. It's the cousin to the garlic. Um, onion is a wonderful, it has an antiseptic quality. It has antiseptic compounds to it. It provides the body with a lot of vitamin A and C, and it has also high amounts of potassium and magnesium. So these nutrients are going to be essential for the body to protect its cells for, uh, and, and move fluids to cleanse away infection. And onion will help the body to remove a lot of mucus or phlegm along with bacterial and viral and fungal components. So it's really good for chest colds and stuff like that, head congestion. It reduces a lot of inflammation as well. And our ancient ancestors would uh, use garlic and onion juice um, they would apply them externally to the body to fend off bacterial infections during plagues. Mm, put it on their skin, see. Oh, another herb I like to use is echinacea. Um, it, because it's packed with a lot of antibacterial fighting compounds as well, so your human immune system is able to use these compounds to magnify its strength and efficiency uh, to eradicate the infection. So it really does power up your defenses. I prefer to use the root of the echinacea um, when it's harvested in the fall because all the nutrition, all the power goes back to the root. And this is when a majority of the plant compounds are going to be at their height. So, I mean, you could use flower and leaves and stem, but it would have to be before the fall. Um, I just like the root. It just seems to have more oomph to it. So fresh echinacea root will be your most powerful, but you can use a dried root, and it's still going to have some impressive punch to it. So what form is best? Well, some people like echinacea tea. They use echinacea pills and capsules, but I prefer the tincture. Uh, I always use the tincture because, again, the delivery system is immediate. The liquid's in the system right away. You can adjust the dose very easily. Um, and you can adjust it for people under 100 pounds like children or even pets. So I like to layer or pair the echinacea with a garlic and some other um, powerful herbs, maybe astragalus root, um, part of arcoina bark, things like that, to help get over infections. Uh, echinacea root has been laboratorily tested and known to uh, be successfully used against tuberculosis, okay? Another herb is thyme, T-H-Y-M-E, and it really is great for bacterial uh, fighting ability. It has some powerful oils that will also kill parasites. So during the Victorian age, thyme oil would be used as a disinfectant to clear away foul-smelling bacteria. And if using a thyme tincture, uh, you know, a dose to kill bacteria is going to be like a teaspoon size. So thyme really has been used a long time to fight against things like whooping cough bacteria, so it's excellent for that. Marshmallow root is nice to have in your arsenal as well. It has antibacterial properties. It's wonderful. 
Um, it will help the other herbs work, plus it soothes irritated and inflamed tissue. So you can also use it topically to um, uh, absorb into the skin and uh, soothe irritants of the skin. So it's really nice for that. Ginseng is also on my list. I like to layer that in with all my bacterial fighting herbs because it has also the ability to help the body remove infectious disease faster. Okay, so it has this synergistic effect, um, and you should never overlook ginseng, uh, but it, it will help the filtering organs get rid of the infection quick. All right, let's look at ginger root. Uh, ginger roots were great. does have bacterial fighting properties in it as well, but it is a carrier. So in other words, it has circulation properties of benefits to it. It helps all the benefits of your other herbs that you're using to fight infection to get to the smallest of the capillaries, and blood brings healing to all the body. So ginger root is really going to make it very difficult for bacterial pathogens to hide, okay? So it has these um, um, accentuates. Uh, if you will, it, it, you can pair it with cayenne even. So it makes the circulation even more powerful when you add in cayenne to your ginger. I love that. Peppermint leaf is also on my list uh, because um, peppermint has got r some real serious bacterial pathogen-fighting power. You know what they used it for in ancient times? Cholera. They used it against cholera. You'd have to use two full teaspoons of peppermint tincture uh, if you were using it with some of your other herbs for disease, but it is powerful. Peppermint, it has an analgesic effect as well, so um, it's awesome. Have some of that. Keep that handy. All right, what about topical use? Well, um, yeah, according to Australia's Royal Bispain and the women's hospital there, they discovered that if you rub bacterial disinfecting oils on your skin, it helps to kill and stop the spread of bacteria. So oils like tea tree and eucalyptus and lemongrass are all very good, and you can use that. Uh, they say it will help defend you against MRSA, staph, flesh-eating diseases, things like that, and also the cholera, okay, and other drug-resistant bacterial infections as well. So um, a lot of hospitals overseas will use these oils to disinfect rooms, uh, hospital beds, equipment, and things like that. Um, uh, I wouldn't hesitate to use it um, as well when you got some serious plagues in the mix like Ebola, hemorrhagic fevers, and whatever. Um, gentian root is also going to be excellent for um, hemorrhagic fevers. There's, there's uh, an alkaloid in gentian root that inhibits uh, Ebola and any hemorrhagic fever, so don't forget that. All right, so we got lots of uh, tools here, lots of information. Um, you can actually um, block a lot of the mutation and transmission of these diseases. Your immune system can do that with the assistance of these powerful herbs that God says is meat. They're here for the service of man. Now you see why. He is the master chemist. He knows what's in those plants. He knows what your body needs. He knows what the immune system needs for support. He knows what the body needs to eradicate infectious pathogens, and he delivers that in really strong, powerful medicinal plants. So um, it's going to be real important for us to have healthy, strong immune systems out there. Not only, uh, you know, check, check the diet, uh, watch the sugar, because one candy bar will lower your immune system operation ability by 50% uh, for eight hours, okay? Especially around the holidays, what is everybody eating? Well, they're eating, you know, cookies and cake and 
and candy canes and hot chocolate and all these sugary things. And, you know, you know the sugar ride, it starts uh, at, at Halloween, goes through Thanksgiving and uh, finishes at uh, Valentine's Day. And doesn't it just strike you that that's the height of the cold and flu season right there? Everybody's immune system's turned off or lowered because of excess of sugar. So watch that. Uh, really watch that sugar. Um, now, you want to watch the excessive alcohol, too, because that blocks nutrition and also uh, translates into sugar in the system, will lower immune system function. Um, people that are typically, you know, heavy on the alcohol, um, the alcohol disrupts the efficiency of their immune system for at least 24 hours after they have too much to drink. So it's really a delayed thing. Chronic uh, alcoholism, you know, higher risk of bacterial infections, pneumonia, tuberculosis, so be aware of that if you have anybody that's a drinker in your home. Um, now, basically, you have tools, you have information, and you can be more powerful. We do have the Power Herbs book. Let me give you an update on that. We do have the Power Herbs book up on the website, thepowerherbs.com. It is a 400-page book. It's an herb symptom reference guide. It tells you how to make your own tinctures. It tells you how to organ cleanse properly for safety and success. It's got a whole bunch of stuff in there. Um, we have it in the PDF, as you know, and it's just $14.99. We have been integrating the new Kindle and i pad versions or EPUB versions. Um, we're halfway there, folks. We appreciate your patience. But we ran into a, an issue with, um, I don't know, I'm not real technical about computers and stuff, but some sort of variant problem. So uh, they're working on that. So you'll see that up on the website. The drop-down does show the new versions or formats, uh, but we wouldn't be able to send you the download just yet. So uh, FYI, I'd hold off if you're, if you're thinking about getting it in the Kindle or the iPad form, um, give us another, uh, I guess, week to, you know, fix that problem. It's a bug. I don't know what it is. It's code, and it's, it's a computer thing. I'm an herbalist. I know herbs. <laughs> so I'm waiting for my IT, my developers to work that problem out, and if uh, you've been, you know, waiting with bated breath, I apologize. I do. The Power Herbs uh, book is just $14.99, and it will definitely empower you definitely oh i see by the clock i'm out of time again but you know i'll be back next week with more enlightening information the information presented is not intended to diagnose treat prevent or cure disease so seek medical advice if you dare from a licensed medical physician before using any product or therapy i'm your herbalist wendy wilson Till next time be well
Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Messiah's Branch Broadcast. 
a one-hour promise program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Welcome to, Me- to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is July 16, 2015. turmoil most just don't realize it but we are in the time of the end and that's the time before messiah's glorious return so it's time to get out of sin the world and look to the holy city look to the one who suffered and died for you please make this choice tonight hear the sound of the shofar heed the warning get right now before it's too late if you need help after this program call me i'll pray for you or with you if you get the machine please leave your name your number your prayer request and or message the phone number of course is 620-878-4682-878-4682 and an emergency my cell phone number is 316-619-4886 remember send me you i will deal with your prayer request but we have found another way to deal with prayer requests that if you choose to, that uh, you can always send me an email or mail me a letter with your prayer request and phone number on it. I can call you back, but also I can then take that physical letter, print it out, take it to um, Sabbath with me, and we can lay hands on it and anoint it with oil and pray over your request. So you might want to consider that option also. But you can always find updates with the breaking news, our ministry, radio program archives, and our mailing address at our blog, which is simply prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. And remember, we are a national satellite radio program, which is also simulcast live or simulcast live on the Internet. And that makes us international, so pray about supporting airtime. Our program archives can be found at prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. And also branch.potomatic.com. Branch.potomatic.com. If you go to prophecyhour.com, you look over on the right, there's a little thing that says End Time Radio Archives. You can click on that, and it'll take you to the branch site. At that site, they have um, uh, apps you know, uh, that you can download for either Androids or uh, what's that other one, iPhone, and you can download those apps to hear radio, but you don't have to. You can just click on the thing that says download programs or click on the thing that says play and listen to it without downloading anything. Of course, maybe the radio program if you choose to. Anyway, now it's time for a prayer, and we will bring on tonight's guest. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray. Father, I pray that radio tonight goes according to your will and not mine. And please give everyone out their ears and wish to hear the truth. So please, Father, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, tonight's guest was on with us fairly recently. His name is Daniel Holdings. He was a former 
He is a former businessman, award-winning public speaker, turned author. His native California, this native Californian often jokes that he just woke up a few years ago. Well, I'm glad he's awake. In doing so, he experienced a significant shift in his thinking, and that thinking has made him deeply aware of the intimate and dangerous transition that is about to be a thrust on the United States and the world. Events have brought mankind to the pinnacle of history, whether it's a certain uh, global financial collapse, the sun going wild, UFOs, interloping planet in our solar system, um, increased interdimensional and demonic activity, or Israel at the center of World War III. These are all from Daniel. Daniel has joined the voices in warning of the approaching danger. But his is not a simple conspiracy theory or alarmism. He has formed his opinions based upon facts. How uncom- how may, however uncomfortable, excuse me, those facts may be. He's written three books: Three Days in the Belly of the Beast, As the Darkness Falls, and Between the Veil. He says these books, while fiction, turned out to be to be very prophetic. He's also the host of Hebrews Nation's radio, Prepare the Way. So, ready, welcome now, radio talk show host, Daniel Holdings. Are you there with me, Daniel? I am here, Pastor Dan, and thank you so much, my friend, for having me on, brother. Uh, it is stunning, the days in which we live. It has not been that long since I was with you, perhaps two, two months ago, maybe. And, Pastor Dan, I think the world has lost its mind. <laughs> That puts it mildly, don't you think, brother? Well, you know, I remember, and like you, I came up out of uh, mainstream church, and I remember uh, I, I got saved in the 80s when I was in the Air Force, and I remember consuming prophecy books, one after another, uh, just trying to see how things were going to end up. And, I, you know, I saw the movies that people saw, Left Behind, whatever the case may be. And uh, I, in, in my gut, Pastor Dan, I always knew, though, that it was never going to quite work out the way we thought. And, and I'm not even talking about the rapture, right? I'm just talking about world events. I always thought that we would be surprised, stunned, and dismayed at the racing of events. And sure enough, my friends, I, I this this last couple of weeks my head is spinning because every time I turn on the news, uh, actually I don't turn on the news, I read the news, but every time I look at the news, it just stuns me again. And when I when I say that nothing surprised me, something else comes up and it just surprises me. Uh, it's just it's just it is that, Pastor Dan. It's stunning. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. But, you know, I while I got saved, in about the third grade, I took an altar call at a Sunday Bible, uh, what did they call that in the summertime? Uh, summer Bible school? Yeah, I guess that's what it was. But it was, it was a, you know, summertime thing, you know, that you went to in this anyway. Point being is, is, and so from that moment on, I did believe in Jesus, and I prayed to him all my life, but I never really got myself church while occasionally going to church and observing the normal Christian holidays. And then of all things, when I was, you know, I used to be an outlaw. Uh, the father changed me and say I got saved. But during a period of time when I was, you know, on the lam, so to speak, I was hiding out in another state. 
I read the Bible for the first time, cover to cover, and I it was just an incredible book. But I knew at that moment that that Bible didn't line up with everything that I had heard all my life and was hearing hearing about whether it was the how we worship, the holidays, um, and and most assuredly the end times. And then after getting saved and studying Bible prophecy, I had the same problem. What I was hearing out of so-called prophecy teachers just didn't line up with what the Bible said. Back to you. Well, and this week's news is a perfect example of that. Who would have thought, you know, back in the 80s, back in the 70s when we were growing up, who would have thought that the United States would have would have partnered with Iran against Israel, who is now partnered with Saudi Arabia? I mean, Pastor Dan, I'm a writer, and I couldn't write this stuff. Yeah, amen. Amen. Well, you know... Um... Anyway, so speaking of news, what do you think about, about this wonderful agreement that Obama has made with Iran? Everybody in the Middle East is going to be really happy because they're now going to not be attacked by Iran. What do you think? Well, what I really think, and I can't say on the air, <laughs> uh, but when, when you look, look. I, I made a statement on my radio show. I had a wonderful guest on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he came back last week. His name is uh, Captain Dan Gordon. He's actually a uh, a captain in the IDF. Uh, he's an Israeli-American citizen, and uh, he was he was, we were talking about uh, Iran and Israel and all the things that are going on around it. And I made a statement on the air. And, and uh, for any ears that are listening, this is not Pastor Dan making this statement. This is Daniel Alden, the guest. So there's, there's no blowback on you, Pastor Dan. This is all me. I said to, to, to Dan Gordon on the air, I said, you know, there's only one of two reasons why he would do this, meaning Obama would do this. One, that he was in bed with the Iranians, that, that there is a plan in place to take down the United States from behind the scenes, from the very top. Or two, he's demonically possessed. <laughs> and that's why he's doing it, isn't he? He doesn't care. So, look, I, I don't know which one it is, but I, I'm telling you, it is an insane deal. There, And I said on that show, and I will say it again, there is no benefit to the United States in this deal. He came out yesterday at this news conference and yeah, I, I really don't like bully pulpits, pulpits anyway, but he came out of this news conference and he said, well, if you got a better idea, a better plan, just tell me. You know, we'll do that. Or we would have done that. And I'm thinking, yeah, the better idea was not going to the table with him. Because, Pastor Dan, these are the same people that say they want to kill us. These are the same people that call us the great Satan, and they are determined to blow us up. These are the same people that have looked at our allies, our best allies up until recently in the Middle East, Israel, and, and say that they want to kill them. When you have, well, okay, so we need to understand this, that, that Iran, and if you can wrap your head around this, and I know it's difficult if you're not uh, Muslim, okay, but in, in the religion of, of Islam, 
there are two sects. They're called one, two sects, but there are primarily two sects or two divisions of um, Islam. One of them is the Sunnis, and the other group is the Shias or the Shiites. And uh, Iran are Shias. Saudi Arabia and the majority of the Middle East are Sunnis. So there's always been, Pastor Dan, this animosity between them. And I kind of went into this in, in uh, my, my third book, Between the Veil, actually in the second book as well, about this animosity between them and why it exists. Now, here's the problem, okay, where, it, it, you know, we... we <laughs> I, I know that you probably don't have a Koran, neither do I. However, I have read through the Koran from time to time. I've looked at it to see, you know, what it said. And it is right. in there that they are to kill followers of the book, Christians, right? right. And that they are to kill any Jew that they see. Now, that's not a religion of peace. However, you have the Sunnis who say, okay, we're going to kill them slowly. <laughs> we're, we're going to gain ground, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to take them out. And then right. you have the Shia, which, which is very, very dangerous. And this is why, audience, this deal makes absolutely no sense unless you know this, right? Unless you're at the top and you know this and you want to bring this about. Because it is the Shia belief that if they create wild chaos, that it is in that environment, Pastor Dan, that the Mahdi will come. And for those of you who don't know who the Mahdi is, the Mahdi is, in fact, our Antichrist. He is the opposite of Yeshua. So it, it is, and they cannot be removed from this ideology. It is who they are. And so you see the Iranians and you see the, the Syrians, because there she is as well, trying to create chaos in order to bring forth this Mahdi. And we, who, well, at one time we're supposedly a Christian nation, now, now I guess, you know, he says we're not, but <laughs> we partner with them to give them nuclear weapons, I mean, nuclear energy. Right. Because I don't care what the political line is, Pastor Dan, it is about nuclear weapons. Um, And on top of all that, to add insult to injury, remember Pastor Saeed that is still in jail in Iran, and uh, a couple other Americans that are still in jail for their religious beliefs. Uh, We walked away from that table not securing any release of any prisoners, we got absolutely nothing in that deal. And unless that man is stupid, and I, I think he's far from stupid. I mean, he might be, as I said, demonically possessed. However, the man went to Yale. It's not yeah. like he doesn't uh, have a brain in his head. Uh, this, this is a very, very dangerous thing, not only on the world stage, but when you understand his motives, it should send chills down our spine. I mean, it really should, because right. this is a whole new game. Right. A couple of things. Um, yeah, about the deal. You know, yeah, we we didn't gain anything from it. it. It made the world a much more dangerous place. But even if we take 
and consider that let's consider that they decide to not seek a weapon for the whatever it is 10 or 15 years or whatever but you realize what we just did to their economy we just released this just by lifting all these sanctions and allowing them to go to the to the, uh, the world stage for their markets we just opened up billions and billions of dollars to them and what do they do with their money? They support Hezbollah and our enemies, basically, and Israel's enemies. So even if it wasn't the bomb, all this money that we gave them supports world. They're the number one sponsor of world terrorism. And so we just dumped a whole bunch of money in their lap to do that, you know. Uh, and And so that's a major thing. Obama, on the subject of Obama, you know, um, his strongest advisor is Valerie Jarrett. She is, uh, I don't know if it has any implication, but she is Iranian-born, uh, Valerie Jarrett is. She says uh, she's the last person she talks to at night and the first person he speaks to in the morning. She sits in on a cabinet meetings. Now, he, maybe he might talk to his wife a little more than her, but I doubt it. But the point is, she's his strongest advisor, and, you know, she has a direct connection to George Soros. So I don't know what, why, except that the only thing it looks like, it looks like he, he's trying to do what he set out to do, uh, fundamentally change America, and that's bring America down. While everybody has got their eyes on all the, the Hispanics coming across the border, the people from South America, they're not paying attention, I don't think, as much to all of these refugees that was created from the Arab Spring that are being brought into this country without even so much as a security check. Don't you think that's a little bit dangerous, my brother? Well, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because the same gentleman that I talked to on the air that was talking about uh, Iran was talking. He had just come out with a new book called The Day of the Dead, and I'm going to plug it, audience, because if you can get it on Amazon, I don't get any benefit for it. I'm telling you, that's a, that's a great read. Uh, the author's name is Dan Gordon. But Dan said the reason that he wrote The Day of the Dead is because he was in, he's been in six conflicts in Israel. And right. the last conflict that you just had uh, is is when um, Hamas had dug all of these tunnels. And, uh, you know, Pastor Dan, uh, we were told that, you know, it was a, a conflict that, that started all of a sudden. He said that those tunnels took five years to dig. And their plan was to... to go up in, uh, on, on the surface from these tunnels and kidnap women and children and wounded IDF soldiers, drag them back across the border and uh, torture them and display them to instill fear, terror. So the, the, the day that uh, they, they thought the war was going to end, uh, John Kerry, Secretary of State John Kerry, assured Netanyahu that the war was going to end, that he and the Turkish, uh, uh, the Turkish equivalent, um, secured a ceasefire with Hamas. But the day that that ceasefire was supposed to take place, out in the middle of an empty cornfield, the corn had been harvested early because the next year was uh, uh, Shemitah year, so they couldn't, uh, they couldn't, they couldn't grow the, the, the ground that they followed. So they harvested the wheat early, unbeknownst to the Hamas terrorists, and they came up in the middle. Of a, of a empty wheat field, and they got blown up for their efforts. 
but that was what what they found. They found that these these series of tunnels, and supernaturally, they found a map of the tunnels, and so no uh, no women and children and uh, Israeli soldiers got hurt uh, in that way. Uh, but the point is that. They, they were successful in that campaign to stop Hamas from doing this. But then he said to me, Daniel, then it occurred to me that the, the country with the greatest danger of this kind of attack happening is not Israel, because we lay everything to bear on the border. We have surveillance. We have all of our Air Force. We have our armed service. We have special units to watch it. It's not us. It is America. He's American. It is America who is at the greatest risk for this kind of attack. And he said that those, those terrorists don't even have to dig the tunnels. The tunnels are already there, to your point, Pastor Dan, from the drug cartels, because they use these tunnels to smuggle in drugs underneath the San Diego border, Arizona, right. New Mexico, Texas. So he was saying that... All they have to do is rent the tunnels from the, the, the cartels and get the uh, weapons from them. And, and ISIS, which is a bigger threat than Hamas, uh, would be here. And he said, right. now this should make us worry. He said, Daniel, it, you know, I can guarantee you that they are here now, that they are surveilling what they intend to do, and when they hit us, it will be a bigger attack than we have ever seen, and we are absolutely not ready for it in the United States. And to your point, why in the world? Now, not only have we not, you know, policed those those uh, tunnels, because there's virtually no border patrol there anymore, but why would we drop our southern border? This right. makes absolutely no sense. Now, people can say it was for political reasons that they did this, you know, Democrats did this for a vote. I, no, that's not why. It's not enough for those, and those people don't speak English. So well, I've got why some, would they do? Let me break in a minute. I got some insight on that, and but we're going to take it up after the break. Um, we got a break coming up here in about a minute. So, Daniel, tell them where they can find you on Hebrew Radio, and tell them where they can find your website. Well, my website is DanielHoldings.com. Holdings with an S. Uh, DanielHoldings.com. And uh, Hebrew Nation Radio is simply that, Hebrew Nation Online. There's a bunch of great teachers there. My show happens to be on uh, Wednesday night at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. But um, you're welcome to it. There's lots of great teaching there. Yeah, they need to tune in. And uh, by the way, folks, when you go over there, there's really a, 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 a I like the picture of you that that you have on the front. You're all kicked back there, and you you got a smile on your face, and you look just <laughs> like you sound. If if that means anything to you, brother. But anyway, uh, we'll be back after break. We'll talk with more with Daniel. We'll be back in three minutes. Dan will be right back. Studies have shown. 
shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. This is Pastor Dan Catler, and listen to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Folks, please remember to pray tonight about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. Well, folks, um, of course the homeless are poor, but we're talking about 
the poor people from all over the city that don't that have enough to keep roofs over their head, but they need food and clothing. You know, especially they bring in little children looking for clothes and and, and adults too. Also, people come in looking for clothing because we have a clothing closet. Um, and you can just walk in and get what you need. You know, it's not like, okay, you can only have certain items. It's like, here's a bag, fill the bag up, get what you need, take it. You know, it's the same way. We've got a telephone call anywhere in the United States for free. Food, you know. Now, while we're not giving out food baskets and things like that, we serve uh, sandwiches from 1 to 3 p.m. And at 4.30, they get a regular home-cooked meal by my wife. And it amazes me how her pot, of food, you know, she that she makes uh, really is always usually just enough. You know, there's once in a while there's a little leftover, but there's always enough. And, you know, that's just a, a, a miracle type thing. In fact, by the way, my wife's going to be on when I can find a, a time slot for, for a couple of weeks. And because uh, I want her to talk about uh, her ordeal that she just went through that the father did save her. Her life was saved by God. So I'm going to bring her on in a couple of weeks. We've got some other good guests coming up. But anyway, back to the Mission Church. Anyway, just like the other day, we had somebody come in, and, and he, he, I asked him, I said, well, how did you find me? I've never seen you before. Because he needed a motel room. for. He just got out of chemotherapy for him and his wife and his two kids. And uh, I won't it take too long to go in and tell you the situation as to why that happened. But I prayed about it, but I asked him, I said, well, how did you find me? And he said, well, one of the guys on the street told me that the only place in this city that you could get emergency help, like what he needed, um, would be to go to Pastor Dan. And, you know, and that's what the homeless nickname is, Pastor Dan, the homeless and the poor. I didn't choose that. We just decided to use it when it was on radio time. But the point is, is, is we're a place of miracles. And, you know, that's why even the agencies tell their for, uh, employees about the Father's Little Mission Church. You see, that guy walked in, and there was, he wouldn't have fit in any guidelines in any agency in town. And so guidelines stopped, uh, stopped them from helping him. So these places send people to us. People who have millions of dollars literally in their budget send people to a place that really has no budget. We are the last hope for so many, and we're all responsible to care one for another, as we are our brother's keepers. All donations, no matter what size, does help. And you folks in Wichita, uh, I know i got a lot of listeners over there in Wichita. Um, you know, if you've got old clothing, bring it by. People will use it. You know, I mean, you, you don't have to shell out money. Those things like that will happen. Or if you see a, a sale, Wichita's, if you see a sale on eggs or something, Get a couple of dozen eggs, you know, and bring them by. Of course, we go through 10 or 12 dozen a day, but, you know, anything will help. Pray about it. It's your city, Wichita. It's your city. These are your neighbors. So pray about helping your neighbors through us. If you don't have the time to go and do it yourself, you know, pray about helping us. And the other folks that are listening to me around the country, well, and the world for that matter, I just pray that you uh, take this to prayer about a donation to help us because we really can use your help because you know we're just a little small mission church we don't have some huge congregation the congregation is poor people we don't have a huge congregation to pay for all these things it's people like you that have donated to us for over 15 years that has kept uh, this thing going so pray about it tonight in the same way with radio airtime as you notice i'm not selling you anything you know i have nothing to sell and so Radio airtime costs money, so pray about it. 
pray about supporting their time if you like these radio programs. You can donate online or by mailing a check or money order, and you can find all of this information at ProfCR.com. That's ProfCR.com, or um, simply call me at 620-878-4682. And now we're back with Daniel Holdings. Are you still with me, Daniel? I'm still here, Pastor Dan, and I do have something to sell. And I'm going to <laughs> what are you selling? I, I am plugging it for a reason right now. If you will bear with me, okay. I, go right ahead. My 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 books are you know I, I I never call myself a prophet. That's not for me to say, but it's for the people to hear those things that I say and that I write to determine whether or not they are from God and they are prophetic. Uh, I do, however. Um, from time to time, pen something that happens to come true. And in each and every one of these books, uh, there has been something that has come true, stunning things that have come true. And Pastor Dan, if you will bear with me, uh, you'll understand why I'm saying this when I get done with this. Uh, in my first book, Three Days of the Belly of the Beast, it's a series, by the way, folks. It's an end-time thriller, but it's not religious, and it's not uh, you know, that that kind of thing. It is a thriller, and it's written from my viewpoint as a believer. However, it's designed to entertain you and, and move you forward quickly through the story. In that first book, Three Days in the Belly of the Beast, I wrote that CERN and the Large Hadron Collider would discover the God particle or the explosive. Right. They did that... <laughs> In my book, a year before they, they discovered it in real life. In my second book, I wrote about, in 2011, I came out in 2012, I wrote about a terrorist organization that I called the ISNW that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate. Now, in 2014, three years later, we hear about ISIS ISIS that rises up out of Syria and declares a caliphate. That's not me, folks. That's the Lord. In this last book that just came out this last year, uh, I wrote that the the Pope at that time would recommend and then become spokesman for a global and interplanetary organization. And sure enough, Pope Francis just said yeah, that amen. last month. So, and those are just three things, Pastor Dan, off the top of my head, that have come through out of those books. This is the reason why I'm telling you this audience. In those books, there is, there is, there are, there are things that are happening now. And it, really? you know, we talk about Iran, and Iran, and there's a scene, Pastor Dan, in my last book where Iran is around the table with other world leaders plotting the demise of the United States. It is going down, uh, I'm not going to say exactly like that book, but it is going down according to the storyline in that book. This is the reason why you need those audience. You need those yeah. books. You need those books in order to, to know what's coming. Now, this is why I bring it up here. Okay. You, you know, whenever you, whenever you provide funds to Pastor Dan and his mission, you are doing a wonderful Wonderful thing. That said, if you don't live in the area that he, he does, you, you might be wondering, well, you know, I, I don't have that much impact. 
on the homeless there, why should I not take care of the homeless where I live? Well, that, that might be a good point. But if you want to help Pastor Dan, this is what I'm going to do. If you go on my website, DanielHoldings.com, there is something there called the package. It's, you get a 5% discount for purchasing all three books. And I just made this up. It's called the package. Now, what I will do is I will give you, if you order, if you, if, because I take PayPal, so you can use your credit card on there. You don't have to have a PayPal account. But if you put in the instructions that you heard me on this radio show, I will give you another 5% off of that uh, purchase. And I will give 10% of that purchase to Pastor Dan's mission from your purchase. So you benefit because you get to hear what's coming. And you get a discount on something that would be much more expensive than if you didn't get the discount. And you can touch the lives around Pastor Dan's mission. This is your chance, audience, to help him. So I strongly... I appreciate that. I honestly do. And, you know, I haven't had a chance to read your books. I would like to read them. You really got me interested in them now. Um, but that's a that's a big blessing, brother, and I appreciate that. Folks, uh, I can't comment too deeply on his books because, you know, um, I haven't read them. I don't know what's in them yet. Generally, I read them before I have a guest on, but uh, it sounds like they're real prophetic. Daniel, I want to point to something. Uh, a couple of things. Number one, you said CERN. We taught, we had a good radio program on that, and a lot of people, uh, uh, I can't tell how many people listen live, but there was a lot of downloads afterwards. I can tell about that, and people are still downloading it. Um, I do think it's about time for some really wicked things to hit the earth, and I'm now calling, uh, you know, I believe that's a devil's gateway, absolutely. And but I've got some insight on ISIS. I don't know if you know about you. You said that uh, it rose up out of nowhere. Well, I know where ISIS came from. I, I don't know if you realize it or not. But there's a little thing called Benghazi, and Benghazi was a gun running operation that Obama had uh, instituted to overthrow the the Bashar Assad, you know, the Syrian president, and he gave guns out to all these people, and these people that he gave guns out to turned out to turn themselves into ISIS. And that's where ISIS came from. It was actually created by Obama. Now, I don't know if it was intentional or what, but it sure is awful strange that look what he's doing. He created them. Okay, let's say it was by accident. Well, then why isn't he really attacking them? You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, it's, it's a great point, Pastor Dan, because, and you're absolutely right. There's uh, There are several stories out there on how that is the genesis of ISIS. They came from uh, the Benghazi gun-running uh, scam, and, and it was a scam, folks. And, in fact, uh, they, they, were, they were CIA-born. Uh, I don't have any intel on that other than listening to the, uh, to the scuttlebutt that I come across from time to time, uh, but I've heard the same stories. Now, with regard to why isn't he shooting at them, there's an interesting story. When, when they left, when they were headed to Iraq, they were headed to Iraq in a column of Toyota SUVs with simple AR, uh, AK-47s, no heavy equipment, no heavy guns, no tanks, no armored vehicles, 
And if Obama wanted to take them out, it would have took less than a half hour and, you know, two F-16s. He could have did it right then and there. And he knew they were traveling, and yet he didn't. So the question you have to ask yourself, audience, is why didn't he? Unless he needs an enemy, right? He needs somebody that he can call evil, right? He he needs somebody that he can stir the American public up. No, when I refer to when I refer to uh, that, no one knew ISIS was was who ISIS was three years ago. That's when Benghazi was 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 going on. Yeah, absolutely, it was three years ago. Right. Let me point to this. Um, I say I, what I say is, you know, uh, I've, when Benghazi first happened, I had some experts on here that that really the story was there. It had been laid out. In fact, we were talking about the gun running operation before Benghazi ever blew up. Um, you know, we knew that it was going on, and uh, the people that we talked to, you know, like Wallace Shubat and some others, and Ben uh, Ben Barrick and some others that um, interpreted, uh, you know, that knows Arabic language and was listening to their broadcast and everything, and so they knew, you know, we knew where this come from. Everything that they have said has been confirmed later on in the major news that just passed over. So when you put it all together, this is absolutely. Um, where ISIS come from. In fact, we, uh, Ab, uh, Bengadi, or whatever his name is, uh, that's the head of ISIS, we had him in custody at this time, and we turned him loose, and he became their leader. And so, you know, if I, I'm not saying it's a CIA plot, but it was the CIA that was giving the guns out, and I have no idea why they would do this, and I'm not saying absolutely that the CIA created ISIS intentionally, but by their actions of giving out the guns, it's 100%. That's, that's where they originally got their equipment and everything was from the gun-running operation that we gave to people that were supposed to take out Bashar al-Assad, you know, that Syrian leader. So that's where it came from. Now, right now, people wonder about ISIS. They wonder, well, you know, they've got to have some kind of a country. They've got to get resupply, so on and so forth. Well, the easy answer to that is it's uh, Turkey. Turkey is where the original gun-running operation was coming from, and Turkey is still where they're resupplying from. And so that's the the truth about uh, ISIS. And you know what, brother? It's not scuttlebutt. It's true. Back to you. Oh, well, yeah. you know, what's that? I got one other little thing for you. You brought what's up that? the board. You brought up the border. You didn't know why that that uh you, you know why would he open the border? That is a that is a crazy crazy thing to open our border like that. But I do have some information for you on that. Um, remember, I said Valerie Jarrett um, is really directly connected to George Soros. If you folks, if you Google George Soros Open Border Initiative, you'll see. If you read it, you'll see what Obama doing is doing is the open border initiative that is put forward by George Soros. So you need to check that out, folks. Back to you now. You mean George, George Soros, the guy that is known for taking down countries? That George Soros, the, the billionaire? That George that Soros? George, yeah, that George Soros. The same one, now listen to this, the same one that come to find out, you know, when uh, uh, what's the name of that city where they had the riots at recently, you know? Uh, over the kid getting shot in Missouri. Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, Ferguson. 
Well, we found out later that the protesters, now I made this statement on radio. I said, look, if you would have just locked the city down and not allowed anybody into Ferguson, there never would have been any riots. Well, now we find out later that the people that came into the city were actually being paid through – George by George Soros by one of these uh, you know things that Obama used to belong to neighborhood groups or whatever they were actually right they were paying them five thousand dollars a month to do the rioting and the protesting and they didn't get paid on time and so these guys went and protested and so the truth came out the people that went in there and did the rioting was being paid by George Soros, and they were getting their money, so they rioted about that. How about that? Well, you know, you, when we started the when we started the show, I said the world had went absolutely crazy since last time I talked to you. <laughs> and one of, one of the things that we need to understand, folks, that there and, and audience, you need to hear me, okay? Because none of this is going to make sense unless you put it together. One of the things that I try to do in my books. And in the conversations that I have with good people like Pastor Dan, is I try. This is a mosaic, and what I try to do is I try to put the pieces together to see what the big picture is, and that's my heart's cry to the Lord. Lord, what is really going on? What is the big picture here? You see so much chaos going on, and so many individual events, and so many individual episodes. What we have to understand, Pastor Dan, is that they are all connected. Now, I'm going to go yeah. way off in left field for just a second, and but you will follow me, and you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. There's a little thing called the Georgia Guidestone audience. Have <laughs> you never heard of this? It is a monument in Georgia made out of granite that is huge, and it has ten commandments, but it's New World Order commandments. It's written in four different languages. It has the same type of solar properties that... Stonehenge and, and that kind of thing. Do you, you can see the summer solstice and the winter solstice through the holes and all this other crazy stuff. Well, the first commandment on this, and it appeared there's a story behind it. We don't have enough time to go into it, but there's a story behind it. It appeared out of nowhere from who knows where. They, they, nobody owns up to this. But it's obvious that this is a New World Order plan. Now, the first commandment in in that is to reduce or to to keep the population at 500 million. Pastor Dan, you know this. How, what yeah. is the population of the earth right now? Oh, I'm not sure. It's a lot larger than well, that, isn't it? 7.3 billion people. <laughs> so they want wow. to keep it at 500 million, and we're at wow. 7.3 billion people. It means that they fully expect that the population will be reduced by 92% of the world. Now, how does that happen? Well, again, something that should make you go, what? Just a, a couple weeks ago, there was an individual that was at the, the Georgia Guidestones, and he had one of these drones. You know, they're cheap. People have drones all the time. And so he decided to fly a drone with a camera over the Georgia Guidestones to get on top of it and to get a top shot, to get a shot from the top of it. As this drone crossed the top of it, there was a huge blood stain on it, kind of like that granite was used as an altar or an occult sacrifice. And it's too tall to just climb up there. They had to purposely want to get up there, and they probably drugged somebody up there as well. So 
Could it be that all of these things that are kicking off or as a result of the implementation of this plan to launch this offensive by people like George Soros to reduce the population, to gain control of the masses, and to shape society in their own vision? Pastor Dan, I'm afraid so. That's what all this is going through. Well, amen. Listen, well, it's not a praise the Lord, but it is in this sense. Folks, I think you need to realize that it talks about in Zechariah and some other places in the Bible that really, and we believe the Bible to be true, that this wholesale slaughter is going to happen in some manner or another because by the time Yeshua returns, two-thirds of the world will perish. Now, and that's from the Bible. And so while you're looking at those numbers, are you, this is my question to you, are you one of those people that are going to be saved? I mean, you're not going to fly out of here before the problem happens. If you read your Bible, it isn't. It'd be nice if you did, but I don't believe that. And so two-thirds of the world's population, and, you know, yeah, anybody that calls upon the name of the Lord Yeshua, will the same shall be saved. But I don't believe that those same will be protected in the time of the end. And this time of the end, if you better be right way ahead of time and be living a life in him to know what to do and to be mercifully dealt with with you. Back to you, Daniel. Well, and Pastor Dan, that is a, a wonderful point, and I would just like to add this to it. Audience, you need to understand something. You cannot be scared into the kingdom, right? Yeshua says that my sheep know my voice, and another they will not follow, right? Yeah, and amen. If we, if we are not in a relationship with him, I'm not talking about being religious. Pastor Dan keeps Torah, I keep Torah, we, we do, we keep Sabbath, we keep the feast, we do these things, right? But it's not because we're religious, it's because we love him. And he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So audience, if there was ever a time that you and I need to be on our face before the Lord and say, Lord, examine my heart and make sure that there is nothing there that's not desirable. And, Lord, speak to my heart and be part of me and let me be part of you. It is now. It is not a time to be religious. It is not even a time to be fearful, Pastor Dan. There's a lot of stuff to be no, fearful about. But, but he said that, that we could have peace that surpasses all understanding. Audience, you only get that peace through that relationship with Yeshua. You don't, you don't get it just by having a badge that says, I'm a believer, right? That's not how it happens. You have to have a personal relationship with him. You have I always use this example, Pastor Dan. I've been married thirty two two years or something like that. Thirty three years my wife thirty two so so but if I came home every day audience and I didn't talk to my wife or I might look her away or kind of acknowledge her but didn't spend any time with her, didn't talk how long would I be married? (laughs) Two minutes probably (laughs) So here's the point. Yeshua talks about when he comes back, that we would be his bride, right? And we would be bride. So how can a bride be uh, a groom's bride when they're not invested in the groom, when there's not that relationship, when there's not that connection? Folks, we need to be searching our hearts. We need to be on our face before the Lord right now, more than ever. And in that place, when you, when you take time to fellowship with him, you will find peace that surpasses all understanding. 
and fear would not have a part of you, regardless Amen. of what's coming upon you. Well, you know, we follow him because we love him. That's that, that's so profound. In fact, uh, I'm going to pass. Have you ever heard of Douglas Hamp real quick? Have you ever heard of him? If not, no. um, anyway, I'm going to send you a link to him. I think you ought to have him on your radio program. I'm getting ready to have him on mine. He's somebody that you'd think for mainstream Christianity, but he's going to do something about Torah versus grace. Folks, that's coming in a, a, about three weeks. But anyway, brother, um, you know, yeah, we do it because we love him. And he said we would have life more fuller, folks. You know, we'd have a fuller and a, a better life. You know, that's why we do these things. You know, amen. Well, Daniel, you know, it's we, really good. I love talking to you. You know, um, you, you, you set off my funny bone at times, and and uh, but I, you really got good information, and and I really enjoyed talking to you. But we've run out of time. We'll do it again. Um, you got any last words or final words for the program, brother? <laughs> well, Pastor, Dan, first of all, thank you, thank you, audience, for the time and that you take. And don't forget the special offer, and make sure that you you're able to partake in those books and. Uh, you'll have Pastor, help Pastor Dan in his ministry as well. Look, there's, there's only one thing to say, and that is look up for our redemption is nigh. Yeah, amen. You be blessed, brother. Goodbye and shalom to you. Shalom, my friend. Bye-bye. Yeah, I, I like Daniel real well. He's he's an educated guy. He He's I have a lot of fun with him on the air. I hope you folks not only have fun, but the point of these programs, and I don't call them radio shows. These are radio programs. A program really isn't meant to entertain you. A program is meant to educate you. And I'm praying this educates you, just like I told you in the last hour. You don't take my word for it. You don't take Daniel's word for it. You don't take anybody's word for anything. I want you to get your Bible out. I want you to read your Bible and Get on your face and on your knees, or your whichever, knees first, face second. Get a relationship with Yeshua, and he will lead you into all things, so you'll know whether it's truth. I don't believe any man knows the day or the hour, but we will know the time and the season. We are in the season. We must remember there is only one God. He is your father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for repentant sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way to the Father. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. Without being a blessing to others, I don't even know how you could have the Holy Spirit in you. Lord our God, Father, King of the universe, ask in Yeshua HaMashiach's name that the Father blesses and keeps you, and his face shines upon you, and is gracious to you, and gives you peace. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's
Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need, first aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316-619-4886. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one of 40 $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead. 
meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Radio Network. We're collecting all of our various participants. We call them the choir. Uh, Andrew or uh, Adam Bergstrom is uh, joining us from San. Is it San Cerrito or tell, t- say us the correct name of that place? Montecito. M O N T E C I T O. That's like in Mickey Mouse, isn't it? Yes, it's a Mickey Mouse land. Now, now, have you have you got any of the drones that can drop information into Oprah's backyard yet? No, we need a helicopter like Chris Christopherson when he dropped the lyrics of Sunday Morning Coming Down uh, on Johnny Cash's front yard. <laughs> I didn't ever hear that story. Yeah, he, that's how, he couldn't get to Johnny Cash, so he flew a helicopter and landed in his front yard. He came running out and he said, here's the lyrics to a good song that'll be a hit. And that's how it came about. So, But I don't have a helicopter. Well, you know, I don't think you need one. <laughs> I mean, I've never read anything about sun sink helicopter nutrition. I've never, not once. I could use a Frisbee, I guess. Back to plan A. Um, yes, I mean, uh, it, Frisbees have played an important role in my life. I, 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 lost, I lost a girl to a Frisbee match. <laughs> My goodness! Uh, it was it was it was it was you know it was a change. I, it was a turn in my whole life. Uh, this thing, yeah. And and the other fellow didn't even know who he was playing for. There's the, there's the real rub. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a twist. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know this is a software plus one, and we may have Doctor Stump with us. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm right here, uh, Patrick. How are you, Stephen? Fine, I didn't see you behind the tree. And and then John, are you there? John Panagudi. Oh, really? 
<laughs> uh, that he's using dig- digital language. Uh, so I can- yes, is it? Uh, John. Yes, good evening, Patrick. You sound like you sound like crap. <laughs> well, um, Frank's gonna have to put me through again. Okay. All right. Well, here's what we're gonna do. Well, well, John's come because he's gonna be rejoining us in just a moment. I I had a couple of uh, you know the news has been very very good for someone who doesn't have a guest. I don't have a guest this week. We don't have a guest this week, so we have to depend on the news. And um, William Shatner, even though he was not in his Starfleet commander's uniform, was overheard telling. Um, Bill Gates Sr., who started Planned Parenthood, or one of the principals of Planned Parenthood, there's just too many people. Mm-mm. And then the next booth was Elvis. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, come on, they're, they're both lies. No, there aren't too many people. There's too many people who don't like people. <laughs> so now, you guys, are you back, John? Well, it depends. How how's the uh, sound coming across now? You sound wonderful. How does he sound, Richard? <laughs> hey, that's the he sounds he uh, uh, sounds clear. You well, all thank know. you. That, yeah, that's you just Frankie. Uh, Frankie yeah. did his magic. Well, that's why you know. That's why we pay him the big bucks. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> okay, so um, you know what's what's in the news, which I think is really really very important. Um, besides the fact that there are a, a few number of people who are really are trying to kill us all off. I mean, we can believe William Shatner that there's just too many people, or we don't know how to live on the land. We don't know how to interact on the land. We don't know how to, you know, support ourselves without huge corporations feeding us poison. And, you know, so uh, we, we have this push in, in California. Now that if the kids want to go to school, they have to get vaccinated. And then Mike Lee tried to push a uh, a, a writer through the through the Congress that parents should be able to say no. That failed, thirty four to sixty one. Wow. And you know, and, and I don't really know Mike Lee. He's just from Utah. And most people I know from Utah are sort of strange. I'm from Utah, and I'm sort of strange. But you know, here here are all these really intelligent legislators who believe that vaccines are good for us. Now, if, if I if I took a you know a real quick query of the panel, Richard, do you think the vaccines are good for us? Well, I know that they're absolutely not good for anybody, including us. Excellent. Okay. And, and, and John, you don't you don't have any opinion on this. You're not a doctor. You're not even a pilot. What do you say? Well, as as someone who's seventy two times around the sun. I was never vaccinated until I went in the Army, and I was ignorant then. I mean, thanks to my father, he had a little more knowledge than I did. But my children are never vaccinated. So, no, the answer to that is adamantly 100% no. They are not good, and i got a couple little points here that I'll bring up at some point okay. regarding well, that. Well, let's come back. Um, because, you know, Adam's from Antares, and so he doesn't know squat about vaccines, except what he's observed mm-hmm. since he's been here as an alien observing us. So, <laughs> yeah. What, what, yeah, what's your opinion? Uh, and then Terry's. But by the way, here at the Waldorf School, 25% of parents refused the uh, vaccination. And in Montecito, it's pretty close to that, too. Now, I'm not sure what they will do. The real thing is to stop forced schooling. 
get all of our kids out of school and set the people free. Don't you know that's what you know, that's what Governor Brown has done? Those those women who uh, don't have five jobs to support their nine children will 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 homeschool. You know, those women who can, they'll homeschool. And every day that they homeschool costs the state of California one thousand seventy-two dollars per head. Why is that? That's what the federal government pays them to educate our kids. Oh, okay. That's what California gets per 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 student head. So you know, we can't let them know. Ridiculous. That should be stopped. The federal government has no right to pay anyone to go to school or pay for their schooling. That's that's a uh, county duty. They're paying. That's for the the parents to pay for their children's schooling, whatever they want. Richard, they're not paying. They're they're paying the state of California to pay the teachers and the administration to administer. I know that's none of the federal government's business. That's not even in the Constitution. They've assumed what they don't have any right to assume. Hang on. What is this? There's nothing in the Constitution that says that the people shall be free from education. Absolutely right. They first marched kids to school at gunpoint when they first enforced forced schooling. Gunpoint. And Massachusetts, I believe, was the first state, and then they did it elsewhere by gunpoint. You either went to school or you went to jail. Do you remember the uh, Andy Griffith movie, uh, Onion Head? Barely. They went out in the woods and they found this really nice little kid and they said he's of military age and we're going to put him in the military. And they put him in the military and he loved it. He loved him. He, he made the latrines perfectly. Per- drove the sergeant crazy. I think he committed suicide. You See, know, back then, they yeah. allowed, there were people like Jefferson owned a plantation and managed it at 12, and Admiral Farragut commanded his first ship when he was 12 years old. He didn't have to go to school. What was the deal? Right now, with the Internet, you can find millions of books on the Internet. Forget the blogs and everything. Go right to the books. And you can get a complete education. What you can't get in the Internet, go to the library. Oh, now, that, you know, you got to be careful using that word. Library, I think, is dangerous. It does uh, upset a lot of people. Yeah, but Benjamin really, Franklin brought it to this country. and He really did. And then, yeah, and then Isaac Asimov took it into space under the guise of the Galactic Encyclopedia. Uh Uh-huh. That's, you know, that's from uh, the, um, oh, come on. Now I can't think of the name of the thing. It's uh, the Foundation Trilogy. Uh Uh-huh. I recommend reading uh, Ray Bradbury, by the way, or look at his uh, YouTube videos, because he is pretty much against schooling, too, not to mention John Taylor Gatto and a host of others. Well, you know, if if schooling encourages you to learn, then it's a good thing. If schooling only encourages you to know certain things, then it's a bad thing. Louis L'Amour, the great Western writer, left yeah. school because he they couldn't teach him. They interfered with his inner uh, his education was his exact words. So he had he left and he went hitchhiking around the country, read uh, four hundred nonfiction books a year. That's yeah. not counting non fiction books like Shakespeare and Chaucer, yeah. and was able to write novels too while he worked as a lumberjack, a miner, 
uh, 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 what do you call it when you go uh, merchant marine all yeah. over the world? Yeah. Quite right. a guy. Yeah, and the and the uh, he's one of uh, if if the Beatles are listened to most on records, Louis L'Amour may be read second to the Bible. Oh. Yep, and he could write on uh, demand. He would go to a like a bookstore and just write a novel on demand in front of people. And one time he went in the middle of Sunset Boulevard and the Divider, and he wrote a novel there just to show he could do it. And a truck driver pulled up beside him and said, you must be Louis L'Amour. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the problem is we boys do have egos, and sometimes we like to display them that way. Um, but, you know, they're not necessary for interaction. You know, an ego will generally interrupt interaction. And so if you can put your ego in your back pocket and, and deal with someone and make eye contact with them, the uh, eye contact is the way that our autistic kids come back. But if you pay attention to when you're out in the public, walking down the street or in a mall or something like that, try to force eye contact, you'll be really surprised what you get. You're invading their privacy. Mm-hmm. And, and yet when you can get them to make eye contact, they're pleasantly surprised. I mean, I will, I'll jump in front of an old person, you know, in a wheelchair and make eye contact. I'll just force eye contact. <laughs> and I'll say, why in the hell are you in this wheelchair? I want to know why he's in the wheelchair. What happened? Yeah, you've been known to do that, haven't you? Uh, more than once, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, kudos to you. Well, it's, you know, it's um, curiosity means you're interested in someone else. You're no longer interested in your own ego. You're interested in someone else. And if they recognize that you're interested in someone else, them, then the dialogue really becomes quite interesting. Um, I've had a whole bunch of just information calls, and uh, you know, sometimes I feel like an old used car salesman. You know, they had enough information from the people who told them to call me, but they still want to be sold. (laughs) But it's interesting because every time that someone realizes the value of organic sulfur, they cannot keep their mouths shut. They have to go and tell somebody. I mean, you'd think they'd be able to keep it to themselves. You don't have to tell everybody. Well, that's what we're trying to tell everybody. You know, on the previous show, they said there were 7.3 billion people. Well, being that we're a little slow in the count, there's 8 billion people, and we need to reach all 8 billion of these people so that we can learn war no more. Now, is anybody going to argue about learning war no more? Raise your hands if you just want to have wars. Let's get it out in the open. If you just love wars, raise your hand. Billy, sit down. Okay. All up in, up in yeah, Russia, and all the arms are raised. Yeah, you know, it's, um, uh, it's, it's more fun to uh, snucker somebody in a deal than it is to kill a third of their population. You know, I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're up in arms against Russia again. Now, all Russia is is the USA. It's USA capitalism under the guise of the Soviet rule. You think we're bad. Woo. I mean, 
anybody who's listening to my voice, if you have Edward Snowden's uh, email address or uh, Haley Mills, his uh, superhero pole dancing girlfriend, we really do want to contact them. We really do want to set them up as the directors of the cellular matrix study in Russia. And we will soon see Putin running to Jamaica in fear of his life, not knowing that they have voodoo in Jamaica. You know, it's um, if we if we if we move forward out of a decision to move forward instead of the fear to move forward, or the fear, and therefore you move backwards. So but now that everybody's on, I need to tell us. Otherwise, too many people. Uh, bacteria and viruses. The, uh, the 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 plague was really a bacterial infection. You know, the Black Death was a bacterial infection, not not really a virus. Uh, the Spanish flu was a virus. And, you know, so what we have to do is, you know, according to the medical establishment, is we have to uh, vaccinate everyone so if they should have any repeat of any of those things, they could at least back up the vaccine that we've already got with a vaccine that may just end our lives because some of the 1% don't like Catholics, John. Some of the 1% don't like Baptists, Patrick. Some of the 1% don't, don't like old guys from Muncie, Indiana, Richard. And I know they don't like any of the aliens from Antara, so, you know, watch out. What's in that needle could be your euthanasia. <laughs> well, it's more truth to what you're saying, I think, than uh, is implied. And, you know, you talk about fear, uh, Patrick. Dr. Mark Serkis, who I kind of admire, he reported recently on just, listen to this, just how, how sleazy the American medical system is and how dangerous the FDA is. It's hard not to think about doctors when talking about con games. The entire medical system is a con, a sleazy mix of lies and deception, where medical studies are often not worth the paper they're written on, but yet the FDA swallows medical studies if they were chapters out of the Bible. And here, according to vaccines, he continues to point out to, to mercury, and the flu vaccine is one example of the cocktail's danger. In the, and I didn't realize how bad it is, but in the flu vaccine, there's a whopping 51,000 parts per billion of mercury in the, in the multi-dose flu vaccine, right. the most common type of flu vaccine given. And right. how much is that? It's, listen to this. It's 25,000 times the legal limit for mercury in drinking water. Now, it, 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 according uh, established by the EPA. But keep in mind, when you inject mercury, it is 100% absorbed, so it is more toxic to inject it as compared to eating it in fish and drinking it in water. Now, do you hear any pediatricians rising up against the CDC and complain? This is not good. Well, it's uh, John. We're not trying to reach those guys. We don't well, really. Circus is trying to help us. Well, I, I I know he is, and you know, and I really don't know what sulfur he's using, but he is talking about sulfur in Brazil. Oh really? And, yes. And the, um, you know, he's uh, he's torn between two worlds. Here's here's a guy from New Jersey. Now you can know people from New Jersey, and and he and he was uh, an EMT. And he ended up at Chernobyl, so he worked around radiation and stuff like that. And then he went to Brazil 
and uh, under this active volcano found this girl, and he's got a whole bunch of kids with her. You know, so we've got we've got a New Jersey jungle man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I, you know, I respect very much what he's doing, and I try not to tell anybody what to do. Um, But you know, the uh, he's he's taking a, a, a seasoned approach. Uh, because where he is, the people who live there are his only source of income. No, he, he's 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 a true bona fide doctor, because the people who surround him provide him with sustenance. They may even pay him in chickens. You know, and, but so he's he's one of many. And, and the thing is, pharmaceutical companies don't know how many, many of this there are. You know, every time I turn around, I, I run into someone who actually sort of knows what's going on. The only thing they may not know about is sulfur. But the rest of it, they know. So, it, you know, it's, it's just, we can we be driven by fear or we can scare the already afraid chemical companies, the drug companies, who are trying to get all this mandated because we're too many of us are saying no. And if, and if we say no, they go broke. But if they mandate it, then we, they make a lot of money. All of it. Wow, they make a lot of money. You know, if, if you make a, a nickel on uh, 270 million vaccines, being as for the whole everyone in the United States, I think you just made a whole lot of money. Yeah. And they make a whole lot more than a nickel. They're selling it to the government, you know. You know, for some reason, the government thinks that they're allowed to waste our money because it's our money. It's not their money. It's our money. So they can waste it. And all the money that the government is spending in in research on vaccines, none of it is regarding the 4 million, you know, children worldwide who are autistic. 4 million children in the world autistic. India, Africa, South Africa. You know, Kenya, Nairobi, uh, and every one of them was that. Well, a testament to that is it's 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 recent vintage. I mean, we never had this when we were young. I mean, when did it start? Twenty years ago, or? Oh well, actually, the uh, I got the oral uh, vaccine. Uh, uh, I said that's a low figure. That would the United States has that right. We have the highest rate of any country in the world because of the forced vaccines. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we're fifth in international. I'm sure that we're eight or ten million children that have autism in some form or another. They do it. They like to set passers. You know, they give it about 30 names. Yeah. All these uh, these people in prison, uh, most of them are autistic. The... um and the problem with an autistic child is when an officer of the law demands you to respond, you don't. Oh, this guy's giving me grief. I'm going to just beat the living crap out of him. Uh, you know, autism is simply, doesn't matter what phase of it you want to throw people into the uh, spectrum, it's the inability to communicate. It, it's yeah, just like a cool hand, cool hand loop. You know, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Well, overcooked food, everybody eats food that's overcooked. So even the adults have certain degrees of what we call autism. 
Well, they don't get enough oxygen. Yeah, I mean, they, they get so, when you get so frustrated that you can't think of the words, I'm sorry, that's autism. And it's, you know, and Patrick, it's, it's heavy metals in, in blood brain barrier. Patrick, it'd be interesting to compare uh, the autism figures in Japan where they don't inoculate till the child's age two because the immature and mature at two of the immune system. So it'd be interesting to compare that. I don't have any figures, but... Uh, no, but I think if you go to the library and you uh, research um, Asian uh, children born in the U.S., that's a staggering amount of autism. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, as far as that goes, Clinton lied about that. He claimed no. that they, that they uh, uh, vaccinated at birth in Japan way back when he was president. Well, you know, the uh, I really think that the hep, uh, hepatitis uh, B vaccine that kids get at birth may have come from Japan, even who made it. So, but that that's irrelevant. You know, we have ever, all these great world leaders thinking that vaccines are wonderful things. And yet the, the people who own the drug companies realize that if we are all, if we can vaccinate everyone, we really can call the herd. You know, if, if uh, oh, 200 million people die, you know, after a mandatory vaccination program, well, that was unfortunate. But now the price of homes will go down. <laughs> and think of all those used cars. I mean, you know, this is this is so ludicrous. Uh, when we come up to the next break, we're not going to hear the song by Broken Bells or about uh, The Days of Rains Came Down. We're going to hear a song by Neil Young. And the title of the song is The Needle and the Damage Done. We can't change all the virologists' minds, but we can probably scare the dickens out of the people who make hypodermic needles and make them not make them anymore. You know, we just send a... a, a uh, gang, Patrick, gang. Uh, the brain is not the only part of the body that's damaged by the vaccines. It damages every organ, every muscle, every cell. Dr. Mercury is a universal poison. It goes all over the body. And you know so... People dying from liver disease, cancer of the liver, cancer of the lungs. Uh, they're probably from their vaccines at an earlier age. I think most of the people dying uh, with afflictions with uh, heart disease and uh, all this uh, bowel disease, that, it's all in the food and the vaccines. I mean, we're being poisoned by a thousand different means, and it's not accidental. Well, I mean, it's smell the roses, you smell the roses, you'll get glyphosate. You may get, you I mean, may what? Get, oh, yeah, be. hang on, they we're, about yeah. to go, we're about to go to break, and when we come back, there's a, a, a fellow in uh, South Carolina, his name is, I think, Robert Bradstreet, who was, uh, one of his children was vaccine damaged, and he's been an ardent advocate of no vaccines, and he shot himself in the chest twice with a 44 single-action revolver, and then drug his little derriere to the edge of the river and threw himself in. Now, yeah, well, no, worst case of suicide since that guy wrapped himself in chains and shot himself five times and jumped in a pond down south. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is, 
they're, they're so afraid that we may listen to these people that they're making them martyrs. And on that note, we'll see you in five. <laughs> Radio Network and Shortwave Radio 
Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Richard L. Stump from Monday, Muncie, Indiana. We have we, 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 all the guests who want to be on tonight. We just we, we made them reschedule. We just there's too much important stuff to talk about. Uh, joining us is John Panagudi, our uh, New England study director, and then Adam Bergstrom is joining us from California, where where a lot of this activity has uh, originated. You know what? And what's what's on the California flag? Do you remember, Adam? You know, I don't, but this is a headquarters for the eugenics movement since uh, the 1920s when L.A. was known as the last remaining white spot in America. Really? And the Ku Klux Klan had regular parades in Santa Monica every uh, weekend. Well, that was – wasn't that preparation for the Rose Parade, though? <laughs> There could be a connection because Caltech is the biggest eugenic center in the country. Uh, well, Stanford was in the northern part of California, and Caltech was the eugenic center in uh, southern California. Okay, well, you know, with all this computerized technology, don't you think that uh, these mandatory vaccines that we could sort of give 
the really good vaccines to the white folks, and we give all the bad vaccines to the mulattoes and the and the and the cross races and the and the uh, all even the aliens. Guy, you're in trouble. Everybody who's stupid enough to take them should take them. But the real issue, even if they worked, is that it's mandatory medication. It's forced medication. And by the way, the most common adjuvant that's used in vaccines is aluminum throughout yeah. the world. Right. Well, they've got to get rid of it somehow. That's right. And by the way, they're working on now new super powerful ones, DNA vaccine adjuvants, uh, mucosally delivered ones, all kinds of different ones. They have got plans for us in the future. And, of course, these are all patented where they make millions of dollars on them. Well, if you're going to decrease the population of the world, you should make a lot of money, don't you think? Yeah. And they're adding, uh, what do you call it, GMO bacteria and viruses as adjuvants, by the way. So it's good for the GMO business, too. Well, we, you know, according to Dr. Seneff, we have GMOs cause an interesting uh, GMO disease. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it, it sort of it sort of goes in with a chainsaw and takes out your sh- shikimate pathway. And I've never been down a shikimate pathway, so I'm not sure what that means. But I'm going to trust her. You know, just just ravages your shikimate pathway, and and then you say yes, massa, yes, massa. How do we, by the way, how do we? I think we ought to really hook up with the the KKK, don't you think? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Patrick. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, what's a, hey, what's a better example of Dick Cheney than a whole bunch of guys with white hoods? Well, for one thing, they display the uh, the uh, Southern flag there, the you know, the Confederate flag, and that's you know that's just a, not a nice thing to do. Oh, I know you've you know. got to watch out for the guys wearing the queen size sheets, though. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Hold it! Come on! No one told me about the queen size sheets. What are you telling me? What are you telling me? Are they pedophiles? I mean, are these, are these KKK pedophiles? I didn't think that pedophilia was very popular amongst the KKK. <laughs> Unless you were pedophiling some other uh, some in, inferior race. <laughs> but, you know. Hey, you can get hung in Tennessee for being a pedophile. It doesn't matter what clan you're in. Yeah, you should be hung everywhere for that. But, Patrick, uh, here's an interesting article by a friend of uh, Dr. Stump's, John Rappaport, and yeah. about the uh, vaccines. And uh, in the vaccine research community, it's an open secret that our friend here, the Rockefeller Fund, the U.N., yeah. and other groups have been back in the development of vaccines that function as agents of population control. Working going on for decades, and we're talking about female sterility. Now it's interesting because through what vaccine, tetanus, for example, it's given with diphtheria and pertussis vaccine in a one-shot combination. And it's interesting because that recently mandated vaccine bill that passed in California yeah. lists the tetanus vaccine on its schedule of shots that must be given to every school child. And hmm. even it's interesting too. It goes on. And it, you mentioned the Catholic Church earlier. But from BBC News, uh, this is October, uh, there's a, the, something about the Kenya Catholic Church tetanus fears unfounded. They recognize the problem with vaccines. And, you know, if we look at the broader scope of it, you know, the contamination in the vaccines, and that's what's uh, given everybody AIDS. And in, in, uh, that's the, uh, 
you know, in in, in uh, the entire yeah. country there, uh, Africa. I mean, they're dying yeah, daily, the, thousands. The point is, um, John, let's say they really don't like Catholics. They can give you a mandatory vaccine, and we don't have you around anymore. Hello. Not only Catholics, they just don't like people. Remember, the whole uh, affair, there's just the world's too populated, and they want to reduce 80% of the world's population. So We've invited William Shatner to come on the show. We just haven't been able to get a hold of him. Oh. You know, and if, if if Flanagan hadn't fallen down and hurt himself, we could let him be William Shatner and deny that he ever said that to Bill Gates Sr. with Elvis listening in the next booth. Now, interesting. What what was going on there with G. Patrick? Because I sent you an article there. It was sent to me, and yeah, he'd, been, he'd been sick there for quite a while. Oh, sick? Try being hit over the head with a... Um, a uh, 4x4 uh, four four that has a handle on it you've been able to swing really hard because that's how his head hit the, the stone walkway. What, did he slip? Did he fall or what? He, he, I guess, was practicing an old gymnastics routine and landed right on his head. Oh, not good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, we're very fortunate to have him around. And, uh, you know, the, his opening of, of the neurophone, he wasn't there, you know, to direct the activities. And that was unfortunate. But I think people still got an idea that this is a nice meditation device. I think it's a collective um, weapon. I think this can be a weapon. Get enough people with their neurophones on and they can move the rockets away. Well, it does, according to Stump, it makes you a little smarter. Well, yeah, but... Uh, but he had a, a little a little bout with it, and I, you know, I haven't really had a chance to work with it at all. But I have had a chance to talk to people who do, and um, they don't seem to be as pissed off as I am all the time. <laughs> Maybe you should use a newer phone. Well, better better to be pissed off than pissed on is my fault. <laughs> I, I agree. I really do. I I'm looking for this uh, article about the uh, the ten people in the last two years who've sort of gone missing, or dead, or uh, you know a suicide that's impossible. Um, you know, it's it, a single action revolver requires that you pull the hammer back, and then you have to sort of st- still point it at your chest after you've already blown your chest apart with a 44. And then you drag yourself to the to the river because there's drag marks, and you throw yourself into the river. This is a young the young doctor who was doing it right, and you know the, the bad guys. Let's call them the Mossad. Let's uh, we we'll call them we we'll call them anything we want. It's ISIS, you know, in in suits that work for pharmaceutical companies who do as they're told by the military. Why do they do that? So the military will buy all those drugs and make all the soldiers take it and make the drug companies even richer. You know, it's uh, the whole issue is: Do we have the right to say no? And according to the law in California, and according to the, you know, the uh, federal bill that's up for approval, you will not have a, you will not be able to say no regarding your child. Then you won't be able to say no regarding you. And then we'll have really cheap real estate and a lot of used cars. We already lost that right when they fluoridated our water. And by the way, fluoride is an adjuvant. So why add another adjuvant to it when you already have fluoride? But it's interesting because the fluoro, 
the fluoride sulfates out of your body is fluoride sulfate. Great. Now, these, all the stuff they've done bad to us are the same things that sulfur takes out of our body because that's what it does. It delivers oxygen and takes out the trash, never allowed to stay. Talk about the unwashed peasants of County Mayo. Sulfur is not even allowed to stay in the barn. It, you know, it has to leave. But that's, that's its value because when it leaves, it takes all of its, you know, all the crap, all the aluminum, all the uh, strontium, all the uh, 131 cesium from Fukushima. They all sulfate out. So how? So take there. <clears throat> so we've got uh, 15 minutes, and I, I, I feel like I've put everyone to sleep. And I apologize for that. It wasn't my intention. So I will remind you what our girls have taught us. Organic sulfur makes girls beautiful no matter their age. Even girls who were just really dogs when they were kids, now they recognize that they're beautiful. And they're men less stupid. Now, tell me that that is not utopia. You know, women who aren't worried that they don't look good and men who aren't so stupid that they worry about the women who don't look good. <laughs> so, Incident, Patrick, incidentally, uh, you noticed how uh, Doc Stump's voice is coming along clearly, unlike last week when we couldn't understand him. And apparently discussing with him, uh, he'll mention it, there was quite a uh, rainstorm occurring at the time. And he suspects that that was the reason, because uh, he's coming in good tonight. So thank you, Richard. <laughs> yeah, very much. I mean, the, uh, uh, when you have like to hear it, and when we can't hear it, then we get When you have something to say, we like to hear it. And if well, we you know, but tonight we can hear it. Well, that's good. That's good. But what I had to say was probably, well, I have to be very careful. <laughs> You've got to be politically correct, Richard? Well, yes, because I've, I've been through the ringer, you know. It hung me out to dry for a while. Yeah, a little more than a while, I think, yeah. Well, you know, but the, the most important part of that is we're ruled by an alien force, and, and everyone knows it, and nobody will do anything. It's the weirdest situation I've ever heard of in the history of the world. Ah, uh, but you're not. We, have, uh, uh, we just had a new development in quantum physics and chemistry and uh, astrophysics, uh, and in the electrical world, we're living in an electrical world. They finally swung around to realizing that Emmanuel Velikovsky was a prophet and a, and a highly intelligent man, one of the greatest minds of the 20th century. Emmanuel Velikovsky. Did they kill he, uh, he wrote The World's in Collision and Earth and Upheaval and numerous other works. And he said Venus was formerly a comet that came in from outer space and that it had a magnetic force which kept it from colliding with the Earth, yeah. the north and south poles of both bodies, reacted in an electrical manner, keeping them from colliding. And uh, he just—he said that all of our fables and stories and things that we thought were myth 
were the ancient peoples describing the celestial bodies, different ones. Mars came in, swept around the Earth 3,000 years before the Egyptian civilization, the Sumerian civilization, described clearly aircraft, things that could fly, and celestial warfare. And we have the Indian mythology that describes celestial warfare in the same terms. Our history is much vaster in reality than what we're fed. Well, yeah. What we're fed is the recent era when, uh, what I say, the most obnoxious people in the face of the earth are just about to obtain total control, political control of the entire earth. And there's uh, Russia, China, and India apparently have said, no, you're not going to rule the whole earth with your funny money. Right. They took this country over in 1913, and they've spent our money like, it was paper, which is what they made it into. And they, they made interest on that paper. <laughs> so we have Velikovsky pointing out something that involves medicine. And uh, these people on YouTube, all you have to do is go to Thunderbolts of the Gods. Thunderbolts of the Gods. And uh, watch that YouTube. And... Um, Frank McKenna gives a talk on 911 that explains it clearly. And uh, we've been ruled by a collection of bandits ever since they murdered JFK. And uh, it's got to stop. They got away with it. And somebody says, no, you're not going to do that. Like this is Jade Helm. They had this thing a, a couple days ago or yesterday. Uh, it's another one of those false flags. Now they're going to put Marines in every uh, recruiting station. Well, that puts Marines in the middle of every city. It's got a recruiting station. That'll be all the major cities. And then what are we going to have? People got to wake up. They've got to wake up. Well, and it, what's interesting... And what I've seen over the 16 years with Sulphur is they not only wake up, but their attitude, if it was sort of negative, ceases to be negative. You know, when you've got people who've been sitting on their backsides after they retired because they just really didn't have any energy to do out and go out and do something, and they put new tires on the motorhome that's got 2,000 miles on it, and they hit the road. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, back in home. Yeah, if you're no longer dead, you may want to get out and do something. Well, they could practice uh, on a trampoline even while they're running down the highway. Now hold it just a minute. Hold it just a minute. Hey, I know what we could put a trampoline with wheels and tow it, and the guy can just be in the back of the vehicle, whatever it is, doing his trampoline act uh, right on the highway. <laughs> and when you hit the brakes, he hits the back of the car. <laughs> there you go. That'll give him exercise. <laughs> He's weightless. He's weightless, and the car just came to a stop, and now you've got a person, or you've got a hood ornament on the back of your car. He'll just fly into the moment. Oh, well, then if you've got the rear door open, that's okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you've got the door open, he just go flying in. Yeah. And, you know, it's the... Uh, 
the whole the whole issue that's coming to a head is the experts believe that we don't know anything and therefore we can't make decisions. Therefore, we can't make decisions about if our children should be vaccinated, so they have to make them for us. And, you know, it, being that there's more of us than there are of them, and they believe that they have all the, all the armament and all that stuff to make us do what we want. No, if we all say no, they're going to be really, they're going to be perplexed on what to do with all those people who just said no. You know, civil disobedience. Um, how did how did Mandela end up in jail? He preached nonviolence. Well, throw that guy in jail. That's stupid. Well, he was a communist. You know, violence, violence, violence is the tool that, of. Uh, what I was leading up to on that was the uh, the mathematics that came out of the astrophysics. There's uh, magnetic. Uh, uh, currents are sweeping the solar system, and uh, plasma is the primary uh, source of most electrical power that drives everything. Well, it comes down to ionization of molecules, and of course, oxygen is the main item there with extra molecules, extra ions, and anyway. It fits into medicine, and organic sulfur provides lots of oxygen. So it's a form of plasma because it comes from the plants. Well, you know, that's and so we have a melding of physics, biochemistry, astrophysics, and uh, if you go to the uh, uh, YouTube and watch that, you'll get a lead from Jim Curlin. Jim Curlin gives you a lead to the latest development. And, and okay. He, he doesn't wear an aluminum hat, does he? No, he's an artist. Okay. You know, the uh, and the reason I say that is many of the people I talk to, like most, have never heard of organic sulfur. And so, uh, you know, something that's been around like forever and, and all of a sudden, you know, well, hey, I, I've never heard of it. And I said, well, nor is anyone else. Well, that's not a general good excuse for them because that, that means they're just as dumb as the last person. And, you know, but once someone understands what it's all about, I mean, you know, I'm cute, but I, I'm not that cute that 500,000 people call me on the phone because someone told them about sulfur. I'm just not that cute. Well, it's on the front page, bench.com, and that four million people hit that every day. And whoever put that ad on is pretty sharp. And this is on Rens? Yeah, on Rens.com, right on the front. You're on there every day, Patrick. I am? Oh, yeah, four million people listen to our radio program on Rens alone every day. Really? Yeah, all week long. You can hear the archives. You can turn, turn in any. I've heard your voice thousands of times, and you sound just the same on the recordings. It's probably still me. Uh, do I need to wear a tie? Adam, uh, yeah, he's archived on there, too. In fact, everybody on the program. Well, yeah, it's not as one of the greatest media outlets there is, and they tried to murder him, you know, about uh, two months ago, and he's selling now. And uh, I think we ought to form a corporation and buy it to have people just donate the money. 
Uh, that would wake people up because the more people you have in a corporation, the more likely they are to watch their own product. And he puts out the news the way it is. If you don't read less, you don't know beans. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know that he doesn't have a good opinion about black beans compared with refried beans. I learned that. Who, <laughs> Lance? Oh, yeah, it was a joke. Richard, it was a joke. Oh, <laughs> oh Okay. <laughs> the I I find his I find that he has so much stuff on the website that it confuses a young boy like me. Well, it's all tied together. Well, of course it is. Just like our bodies are all tied together. Oh, just like history. You have to study history to know it. You, you know, when someone says, "Well, Cook advanced in World War One on the right wing," you got to know who General Cook was. Which General Cook? Cook. Cook, the German general. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about... General Lentz on the right wing, and I knew him personally when I was 14. I met General Lentz, and he explained to me how Germany, the Kaiser, and the German army lost World War I. General Lentz from Lentz, Austria. He's a wonderful man. I was 14, and he told me in detail. He had me sit down, and he told me all about the the campaign, and it would have ended in Germany's victory in four months. But there was a slight pitch, and that goes into a long story, which I can't tell right now because it would take about 20 minutes. Yeah, someone, someone, who, was, someone who was more knowledgeable sent troops someplace else, and so they didn't win. Well, in World War II, I met, the, I met a uh, SS uh, trooper uh, that was... Uh, uh, Otto von Buttendorf, and he was in uh, the Battle of Kursk, uh, which cost Germany the Second World War. Now, what's the coincidence there? I meet the general in charge of the First uh, uh, World War that explained how they got defeated, and I met a former Waffen-SS Waffen trooper that told me how they got defeated in the Second World War. Yeah. Well, and you know, what are the odds? to key people like that. That's fantastic. Fantastic. What would have been interesting is to talk to the cabin boy on a, on a uh, British uh, merchant man with guns. Uh, I, knew a sub- I knew a submarine captain. No, no, no. I, was nine, I know. Uh, Hang on. Uh, Hang on. This is my story to give you an idea how things can happen. Well, you know, yeah, here they are. Here they are sailing down the English Channel, and here's the Spanish Armada, ten times as many ships coming up the English Channel, and right behind them is one of those things they call a nor'easter. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all the Spanish ships were blown away. That's the English didn't, went, didn't even fire a shot. Act of God. Yeah, of course, and here we go. We'll see you guys in five. Another man. 
so they can be triaged. I've always wanted to be triaged. I think it just sounds so sexy to be triaged. By the way, for those who've just joined us because you got lost on the radio station, this is the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadioNetwork.com. My name is Patrick McGee, and my co-host is Richard L. Stump from Muncie, Indiana. He's an MD. He doesn't like to practice too much because, you know, practice makes too perfect. John Panagudi is our New England study director, and um, and then Adam Bergstrom is uh, an alien on a purple card. <laughs> how do you get a purple card? Now, please tell me how you get a purple card. Being an alien. Oh, <laughs> excellent, John. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> hey, Patrick, on a serious note, um, we were talking about vaccines, and it just occurred to me in the break there, you know, here, I mean, who who are we? We're just people with a little bit of knowledge, quoting people that have done studies determining the dangers of vaccines, and yet the powers to be, they're saying it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, obviously they're wrong. So what's the agenda? I I spoke earlier about inducing female sterility in the vaccines. I've spoken at length before that we learned up in Canada about the uh, mycoplasmas. The, the uh, you know the contaminants in the vaccines that are killing Africans by the thousands. They gave us AIDS. They gave us the Gulf War syndrome. And what else has it given us that we're not familiar with? But there's another problem that I've just been studying today, and these are vaccines that permanently alter human genetic makeup. That's on the horizon. And if they start mandating adult, I mean, we're, it's over. But I want to bring up this Dr. Andrew Molden, M-O-U-L-D-E-N. He's a young guy in his 40s, a Canadian doctor, medical doctor. And he had to give up his medical practice because he was deemed a quack and a delusional because of his take on vaccines. And very quickly, what he determined is that every vaccine produces harm, just what Richard was saying, all parts of the body. But yeah, vaccines cause ischemia, which are strokes in the brain and other parts of the body. John, These need, are medical, mal, plus political. I, I need to interrupt. His biggest problem was he was a very successful Canadian physician, and he ran for PM, you know, prime minister, and, uh, and, and before that was all finished, moved his practice to Florida. And it was once in Florida... That for some reason, right about two days after he and I last spoke, he was dead. Yeah, but it wasn't a normal. I mean, he was a guy, what, 49 years old? He was good in health? It's just like what we're discussing. If you have mandatory vaccines, hey, what happened to Andrew? He looks dead. What happened? My goodness. But here's a a guy that whistleblower, you know, and. Actually, he was, he was, uh, um, 
he was he was sort of a he was sort of a carefree guy. He just thought it was silly that everybody thought this stuff was safe when it wasn't. And he and he made so much sense. They really didn't like him. You know, you can listen to his videos, and I'm sorry, he makes a lot of sense. He makes more sense than anybody. I mean, it blew me away listening to him. I mean, just very simple, you know. And they made him a martyr. They no, made they, they, they are these Mel and Doug. Mel and Doug, yeah, Mel and Doug. Yeah, the political psychopaths pushing their biological weapons of mass destruction on us. That's the point I'm trying to make is, you know, they're, they're, they're taking us all out slowly but surely, you know. Aha, aha, hang on, hang on just a second. I see him, I see him. Here he comes to save the day. <laughs> mighty Mouse. Yeah. We're all Mighty Mouse. You know, if we're not afraid of anything anymore, they can't scare us. You know, if we're, and, and, if we're, and we're, if we're healthy, they can't scare us regarding our health. They can't withhold our drugs. Oh, because we're not on any. Our study members don't take any drugs of pharma. We make a big point of the advertised drugs because they're advertised. But, I mean, our, we, sure, we have people who are still on forms of insulin or oral meds, but they're on a lesser, so much a lesser form that it's ridiculous, and some people have gotten off totally. It's just a matter of regenerating your cells back to the time when Mrs. Panagudi and Mr. Panagudi got frisky and you got conceived. Long time ago, Patrick. Was that in the back of an old Dodge wagon? Come on, tell me. Tell me. I don't know. They never discussed it. I was smart kids. I mean, smart parents. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's you talk about that to kids. The kids get bad ideas and they want to try it. But, I, you know, personally, I don't think so. They were two good Catholics, and uh, I don't think they were doing that. No, I don't think so. Okay. If people really want to know what's happening, all they have to do is go to YouTube and look up Eustace Mullins. E-U-S-T-A-C-E. Mullins is M-U-L-L-I-N-S. Eustace Mullins is one of the greatest patriots this country's ever had. And he starts. Ezra Pound, the greatest poet this country ever had. And once you run through Eustace Mullins, uh, the books are on Kindle. You can get them for like $9 a book. Uh, the Curse of Canaan is one of the greatest ones. But Murder by Injection, he, he wrote that in 1980. And it was what's going on. And The Rape of Justice, he put that out about 1982-83, just about the time they gave me a show trial which he said would go on. Yeah. And uh, the co-trials in this country are based on federal regulations put out by the executive branch, and they ate the wording and mocked the wording line for line of the judicial decisions. So you have the executive branch riding on the back of the uh, uh, judicial branch, making the laws, and the Congress lets them get away with it. And the Constitution specifically makes it clear only Congress shall make the laws. It's very clearly written. The Constitution is not ambiguous. The Judicial Department has made it that way in the last hundred years. They're ruling by federal regulations and executive orders, and it's unconstitutional. Well, All of the, uh, Richard, the you look at... Richard, I don't, one at a time. One of our flip a coin, you two. All right, Bridget, John, go ahead. Look, 
Look at executive orders, Richard. It's on the same par, but that's legal. I mean, George Washington uh, issued executive orders. No, no. George Washington never gave executive orders. No, no, no. No, I beg to differ. Richard was there. John. Well, constitutional executive orders are not constitutional. I agree with Richard. Well, to my knowledge, uh, Washington, they all gave them. An executive order is, look, I've got a scepter and I've got a crown. I'm going to do what I damn well please. That's an executive order. Only Congress shall make the laws and the president only has the power to execute the laws of Congress. The Constitution is very clear on that. Right. And you can only act the yeah. Congress. Yeah, yeah Richard, World War One. World War One. They put the Federal Reserve in, too. Hey, Richard. Uh, and Richard, what happens when you get a Congress that's in collusion with the president? Look what happened here with this TPP, uh, TPA or the, the Trans-Pacific uh, Partnership. I mean, you have they're, owner they're and they all... Uh, the Congress is not in collusion with the president. They're paid to vote the way they vote. And then uh, uh, you pay someone, that, that's, uh, that's a, a conspiracy, and that's against the law. The laws are very clear. When they take money from APAC, yeah, they give money to power or to, or to vote a certain way. They've they've committed treason to the Constitution. I agree. Every every Okay, but now we've got we've got the history test. Now, you know, for those people who've just tuned in, what we're discussing is a solution to the history test. If you return sulfur to your diet. You return to the cellular biology of your conception, and you take out all the trash while you're regenerating new cells, and we don't care how old you are. Because our average age is 77. I'm sorry, we just don't have any old people in the study anymore. None of them are old. They may get in a fight with you if you want to say they're old. I I mean, go ahead and tell Richard he's old. He'll, He'll probably just put his hands on his hip and give you that look, and you'll feel horrible. Oh, I, <laughs> I guess, you know that I I haven't encountered that even in jail. They didn't say I was ancient. I was just an old guy. <laughs> just an old. Guy. So, um, if we, you know, so if we can get this message out, sort of secretively, uh, you know, I hear the back, by the way. Who from the organic sulfur? I get darker every day. From the sulfur? Yeah. Oh, hair, hair, right? There is. I, I, I actually make a mix of it and rub it on my hair. And, man, I tell you, it's, I've only been doing that for about a month or two, and it's turned back to its natural color. Well, I can't argue with that. Black. I'm just buying I don't. I don't have to worry about the color. Well, I've got hair coming in, too. Yeah, I mean, it's I have... Black. Richard, I haven't had hair since you were practicing in Muncie. There you go. See? You need to rub it on your head. Well, it's growing better. You know, in, in Utah, if you're rubbing your head, you have to pat your stomach, and I just can't do that. <laughs> so, um, I, I, there's a story. Yeah, I'm just saying. Pardon? <laughs> Well, I was gonna I was gonna tell Adam where to get these really great frisbees. Mm-hmm. 
they'll go more than a quarter of a mile. Just they're just they're really monster things, and you just fling them flat into the into the wind, and they'll go oh, way out there, 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 and then they'll curve back into the right. See, in, in Utah, uh, discus golf is a big deal for people who are afraid to have a golf club in their hands because they'll probably hurt somebody. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you look at it, you know, a, a nine iron has probably killed more human beings than uh, Vespas. <laughs> oh, the <a> weapon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we don't need weapons. You know, we're uh, we're intelligent creatures. We we can reason. You know, yeah, our okay. other song, yeah, our other song is "This is a day without a trace of reason." Well, let's bring reason back into the program, and instead of just having experts tell us what we're supposed to do, you know, we still have that right to say no. Well, I'll tell you, you know, you don't need weapons. I'm not ready to give up my weapon, my guns. No, so. Yeah, no, no, don't. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even mention it on the air. And I hope you've got that Scud missile that's down by GE well hidden. Uh, no, it's open. It's out in the open. And, and they and they think it's a new attraction, don't they? I love that. Yeah, they just they're just <laughs> going away, right? Jay, hey, Patrick, Patrick, if I may, I just want a, a brief continuation there of that ischemia because uh, this is what Doctor Molden was all about. He said that most uh, vaccines cause ischemia and m many heart, uh, many uh, strokes. And ischemia, and here's the, uh, for those that are not familiar with it, like I used to be, it's a restriction in blood supply to tissues, and here's what we're all about, causing a shortage of glucose and oxygen needed for cellular meta metabolism to keep the tissue alive. Right. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that each year, I looked at the statistics, more women have strokes than men. It's like 60 to 40. I don't know why that is, but... During a stroke, brain cells die suddenly because of what? A lack of oxygen and glucose. Strokes may be caused, uh, you know, obstruction in the blood flow. You know, the ones you're, what, what do you call them in, in the uh, in the neck there? The, the two, uh, they go up there. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But there's 800,000 people a year that have strokes. And that's All they have to do is take uh, vitamin C every day, up to about 20 grams. They wouldn't have it. Well, or add organic sulfur to their diet, and they'll clear the stroke, as Patrick Flanagan did on also. Well, back I mean, up. Wait a minute. We mean Patrick Flanagan had that happen to him? When when I first met Patrick, he had a, a he had a weird speech pipe, you know, cadence. You know, like he really was the Duke. He was talking like he was the Duke. Just normally. Yeah, but the Duke didn't talk normally. You know, hey, hey, Pilgrim. You know, the Pilgrim was way off to the side. It was first a hey. And uh, and so he came on the show one night, and he says, how do you like my youthful voice? He no longer had a stutter. The stroke was in 2003. This was the aftermath of it then. Yeah, but all of a sudden, you know, hear my, you know, youthful voice. And then he does a, you know, a headstand on the on the on the uh, pavement rocks, and uh, which most people don't survive. But you know, remember, we're talking about uh, the infamous, if not very famous, G. Patrick Flanagan, and you know, it's not he's not in the cards. I checked the cards; it, it wasn't his time. Obviously. 
Yeah, exactly. No Hardy was treated, and who treated him? Oh. And what his present condition is. He was, he, he was in the hospital, and they were treating him the way they were people in the hospital, especially when you're sort of afraid. And, you know, Stephanie sort of likes Patrick. I don't know. I can't really figure out why she does, but he, she does. And I think Patrick likes to be alive. Chamber? Did they put him in a hyperbaric chamber? No, you know they didn't do that. <laughs> oh, uh, that's the main thing you should do. Uh, Dr. Bruce Halstead, uh, he and I discussed that back in 84. I won't argue with you. I won't argue with it at all. But they didn't. And they did actually put him in prison because he was curing so many people. Yeah, you can't cure anybody. If you're going to cure somebody, they're going to come after you because only God can do that. So you have to make sure that well, God, God knows. gives us our geniuses. I know, but that's how we have things happen that are good for the people. And these idiots, they block the geniuses from doing what they can do but in the name of God. Because they that's what's wrong. They haven't God that. works through people. If they've got enough sense to do what he says, all they've yeah. got to do is pray a little and think, and he'll tell you what to do. Richard. And the organic sulfur helps tremendously yeah. in getting people to think logically and sit down and pray and think about God, and you will get... He will tell you what to do. You don't have to even use your weak brain. He'll do it for you. And write down any jokes that God tells you, because we need jokes on the radio. Just really short on yeah. that. And we haven't even had a harmonica duo or even a solo for the longest time. And, you know, we've got Well, I need a new, yeah. uh, I need a new uh, attic harp, and I can't afford it. But I've got a... <laughs> Well, I'm, you know, that's, that's the trouble when the genius is poor. I've got all kinds of inventions. I can't crack them because they want so damn much money. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Patrick. My flying machine is the best. It doesn't use anything. All you can do is get in and go. Oh, I understand. Okay, and anybody who needs sulfur, write this number down because if you can't afford a harmonica, we got to—you've got to start sending sulfur. The, the number is two eight eight or seven six five two eight eight seven six seven. This is Doctor Stephen. Yeah, uh, 
the uh, well, that was original. You'll never hear that again. Well, yes, we will because it'll be archived. So you can go and listen to it tomorrow on the radio show because Frank's been very. Good. It will be. Oh, that's wonderful because I, I can't even remember the damn thing, sir. Inspirational. <laughs> well. <laughs> That was an Irish jig, and it's not the type of jig we think of. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're, oh, you're thinking about Irish jug. Um, no, in jigging, you dance an Irish jig. That was uh, that was I'm good at those. Uh, Irish joke. Um, the uh, we you know we've gone for a whole night without mentioning pedophiles, and we're about to go into the break. So I would like to sort of define some terms. If you go and look in the dictionary, a pedophile is not designated as a sexual act thing. It says damages a child. That's what it says. Well, he or she damages the child. You know, I mean, and so whether it's there's a, a, a sex act or involved, or you know, depending on the nature of the pedophilia, it's a lot broader group of pedophiles than we thought. You know, from our standpoint, uh, a doctor who gives the vaccine is a pedophile. You know, and and a, and a nurse in a, in a Walmart or in a, in a store that gives the, the vaccine is a pedophile. Now, they may not understand that they're a pedophile, but down the road, according to Dr. Mary's monkey and Dr. Moulton, that vaccine will cause a real fit in their biology. Well, that's Bill Gates. He's a magnificent number one, and he's done billions of, billions of babies. Well, you know, and that's why he's wanted for murder in India and Africa. Hey, there's, Patrick. A, there's a there's a warrant out for his arrest, seriously, for murdering little children. You'd think Interpol interested, wouldn't you? Well, no, 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 no. But, you know, because Bill Gates gives money to everybody, and you don't bite the hand that feeds you. You know, and and, and so here's this magnanimous uh, visionary who's got his own opinions that are sort of like his dad and his dad's and his dad doesn't like children. I'm surprised that Bill survived because Bill Gates Sr. doesn't like children. He just doesn't like children at all. He doesn't even care what color they are. He doesn't like them. And he can't stand mothers who do not have husbands. Well, I don't can't stand that either. But, you know, we, we have a lot of stupid men in the country who got penises and they stick it where it doesn't belong unless they have a permit. You know, I have a permit to stick my penis there. That means I accept the responsibilities of what happens once I do so. Well, they're irresponsible, so. Yeah, take care of the kids. Right. So I can understand everybody's theology, but I, I just fail to realize why they don't understand the biology of it all. Adam has said, if you can't get pregnant, you know, sulfur may be the key. He doesn't say <laughs> no, okay, is the key, uh, and 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 we've had women who could not conceive of children, who have conceived of children, and whether they thought it was the sulfur or not, we know. Here's the break. Yeah, and this is you know this is the needle and the damage done. When we come back, we're going to discuss how to end all the hypodermic needle manufacturing. And see you in five. 
Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. 
Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. on AmericanVoiceRadioNetwork.com. My name is Patrick McGeehan. My co-host is Richard L. Stump from Muncie, Indiana. Joining us are John Panaguti from New England and Adam Bergstrom. I'm not sure what it says on his driver's license. Do you have a driver's license, Adam? Yes, yes. I do. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so, you know, I brought up this horrible, horrible term, pedophilia. I mean, I, I should have my mouth washed out, you know, don't you think? Don't you think? No, no, Patrick, because you brought up a very valid point. I thought it was a sexual connotation. I didn't realize it was just harm. identified as anything, any harm done to a child. Thank exactly. you for that. So it's, it's necessary. And, you know, and so we have a lot of well-meaning medical personalities who are pedophiles, and they don't even know it. No, really. You know, it's it's. It, I mean, it's like I always loved the uh, on Hogan's Heroes, Sergeant whatever his name. What was Sergeant Sergeant uh, uh, Clink? Sergeant Clink? Yeah, something. I don't Clink. know. Clink. Uh, no, Clink was Clink was the uh, Schultz. Was Schultz. Schultz. Oh, Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I know. Yeah. I know. I know nothing. I have orders. They give me orders. I know nothing. What are those people? You know, those people are giving the uh, vaccinations. So. What we need to do is start an, a, an underground, or underground movement of really tough girls, really strong, tough girls, you know. And we go to all the places that make hypodermic needles, and we sort of make it so they can't make them anymore. Now, we can't discuss that because people would think that this is sort of some threatening conspiracy, so we can't tell them how we'll do that. But, you know, if something can't go through the needle, then it doesn't work anymore. You know, in the old days, we used to call them needle benders. But you know, they, so what we do is we just make it so no one has a hypodermic needle to give you a vaccine of any kind. You know, and John, you were in the military where they did the air air guns in your shoulder, right? 
Oh my God! You stood in line there, two two oh, abreast. Yeah, and like you got in, both in, arms. In your, in your jockey. Go <laughs> down the line. Yeah, yeah, okay. But the interesting thing about that is, those guns do not penetrate the endothelial layer of the skin. Well, the guy, a lot of guys were bleeding. Well, I, I understand that. You know, it got down to the endothelial layer and caused it to bleed, but it didn't get past it. So, what are you saying? By a needle injection, it's actually doing one, more damage? One of the things that the pharmaceutical people say is that just look at the number of stuff that we've poked into these guys' arms with these air guns, and none of them have been hurt. Well, a lot of them have been hurt, but they don't, you know, they, they just they just demonstrate that, well, hey, you know, no one's hurt. It's okay. Didn't hurt these guys. Well, yes, it did. They just they weren't paying attention to what it was doing because it was their money that they wanted to earn by giving you the injection. You know, we, we've got foxes in the hen house. <laughs> you know, Patrick, when I got to Vietnam in 66 and I got to my first 18, um, our, our sergeant, our team sergeant, was not there. Why? Because he had accompanied one of the deceased uh, guys, but he wasn't killed in battle. He was. He went. Into, he got a penicillin shock for some kind of a, a cold or something. I don't know. They gave it to him for some reason, and they didn't monitor it as close as they should. And he went to penicillin shock and died. And uh, so that's when I became aware of. Oh, these needles are not good. And I know. Uh, I was 21 when I went in the army. I never had a vaccine in my life because my dad was very astute and knowledgeable, you know, when I was a kid. And uh, so I was very wary of these things. And let me tell you, um, you know, as soldiers, you know, you get these different uh, problems. And uh, I was scared, you know, oh, you got to take penicillin. I said, no, 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 I'm not going to take penicillin. Mm -hmm. So they gave me, uh, I remember they gave me ephraimycin, and, of course, it didn't work. Yeah. And then they stepped it up, and they gave me a streptomycin, and that didn't work. And now, okay, well, monitor me. Watch me. So they gave me the penicillin, and it, it was too entrenched. So now I'm getting ready to leave country, D-Rose. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to go to that island where they put you, you know, if you could, couldn't go back to the States. So they gave me was uh, biocillin. I didn't know about biocillin. And that knocked it out. So, uh, you know, I guess there is some good in vaccines, but I think the, the bad outweighs the good. That's my take. Well, yeah, and but while that, I, and that wasn't a vaccine, John. John, that wasn't a vaccine. That, that was an antibiotic. A, that was an, uh, an antibiotic remedy, and the three that didn't work were all sulfate drugs. Well... Thanks for educating me, because all this time, I, did, I didn't know that. That was an it. Okay. All right. You know, it's, By the uh, way, when yeah. I was right out of high school, I had a condition that they couldn't figure out, so they just experimented and gave me up to, I believe it was 15 different antibiotics, at one point even telling me that, you know, here's an experimental one, or chloromycetin, you have a one in thousand chance of dying, do you want to take a chance? Being stupid, oh, I took it. And finally, they did a test and found out that there were only two left. They gave me those two. They didn't work. So finally, they said, well, here's your choice. You either get to uh, uh, get uh, blood transfusions or three months off. I took three months off and got well. Oh, see that? 
No antibiotics story. needed. Well, of course, I've had about, I had everything in the book, you know, and then I was, uh, there was no response on it from doing those, and they hadn't worked in the first place. Uh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they didn't work because you were an alien. I mean, they were yeah. giving you... Uh, that no, would be, I hadn't considered that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 his purple visa. Um, the interesting thing about it, and, and this, this is my little hit bit of history that I've learned research. Um, at the beginning of World War II, when when the Germans thought they had to make a statement in France, they blew up a building, the only penicillin processing plant in all of Europe. The only other penicillin processing plant was in the United States of America. So they had to come up with sulfur drugs, which they've been working on really fast. Wow. A little point of history. I didn't know it. But, Patrick, you know, and I brought this up before, and thanks to watching Doug Kaufman all the time, who's the Mr. Knowledge on this, an antibiotic is a mycotoxin. And what yes. is a mycotoxin? It's a poisonous byproduct of a, of a fungus. And the case in point is penicillin. Penicillin, Patrick, let me finish. Penicillin, penicillin is a mycotoxin of a fungus, penicillium. Now, that's one that works. And as you know, antibiotics have got a double-edged sword. They will kill you. I mean, they'll induce, you know, cancer or whatever. So, Adam, in in, in retrospect, <laughs> you were a fortunate young lad to have it, taken all those, uh, even the experimental ones. I mean, that, that your body was pretty toxic there for a while. Yes, it was. I, I got sur- wise right after that. Yeah, but you survived, so kudos to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, you know, there's an old rule, you can't send a dead Antarian back. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> By the way... Wait a minute, um, Adam, were you vaccinated as a child? Yeah, I was. But back then, remember, they only vaccinated with uh, three or four of them. I right, even that. Now, right. what is it? They're, in California, you're supposed to get 14, I think? Yeah, 30 or so. I mean, by the time you're two years of age. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, you know, it's because there's so many people making so much money on all those you know, hypodermic needles. Yeah, but let me ask you, though, Patrick, why a newborn, I mean, before he's even out of the womb, he's receiving, uh, it's receiving a hepatitis B vaccine. Why? Hepatitis B, I understand, comes from dirty needles, dirty sex or whatever. And a case in point is a friend of mine's daughter, PhD, not stupid, she vaccinated the child, right, a boy, and but she refused, and her husband refused, the hepatitis B, based on the premise that they were not involved with dirty needles or dirty sex or anything like that. So why would their child be subject to that problem? But she went and gave the other vaccines. So figure that one out. <laughs> well, you know, and hopefully her children did just fine. The, uh, it's, you know, this idea that we can sacrifice enough of our children for the sake of the herd when that you know that whole idea is such a lie. One, we're not a herd. You know, we're human beings. We actually can communicate. We can vote. We can spend money. And there's the thing we'll do. We will spend our money, you know, judiciously, and we won't buy anything in a box. And they'll say why, and you'll say because Richard L. Stump said I shouldn't do that. Well, that's the best thing that's come out of this show, I'll tell you. You know, and 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 then you know they may have, it's. Uh, I would say that sulfur may be better than just nothing in a box, but yeah. We can argue that. Like, it doesn't matter. 
but you know, when when that effect hits the marketplace, when people stop buying cereals, when they stop buying uh, hamburger helper, when they stop buying you know, anything that's in a box, then the message will go back to the farmers. There are actually the people who sold all that produce to the people who boxed it up. Now it'll go back to the farmers, and hopefully it'll go back to Monsanto, and they'll realize that we have just said no to their stuff. No, they'll never say no. No, I'm sorry, Patrick. Well, I believe, you know, hey, we've got agents in Scotland, and, and you know, Hugh Grant is from Scotland. And so what we what we figured is we would take him captive, and we would take him to Palestine and dress him up like a Jew and see what kind of trouble we could cause. Well, they got us too entrenched in this frankincense food, and that's why I love it. Again, thank you, Richard, because as I said earlier, I think the greatest thing that's come out of the show, besides no vaccines and take your sulfur, is eat nothing out of a box. Because, you know, you look at, thank God, for WikiLeaks, you know, and, and uh, our boy there. But our food supply is all about big food corporations. That uh, frankincense food gives us inflammation. It's all GM food linked to health problems. Europe doesn't use it. Uh, Japan, I mean, on and on and on and on. This is a... Uh, Actually, uh, you know, what's happening is the European Union is now investigating Gardasil. Well, now, they should. I mean... And it's uh, and it's not just one you know one nation. It's it's all of them. Are, you know, there's just too many of these poor girls that are being killed, or maimed, or mutilated. You know, in, in chemically mutilated. And yeah, uh, you know, when you mention that, Patrick, then it's Pavlovian with me because every time that Gardasil word, I instantly think of. Uh, our boy down there in Texas, you know, Rick Perry, who's running for president now. And he yeah. is a, I mean, you talk about a Texan liar. I mean, you know, he talked no, about his uh, sanctified no, season. No. You're kidding. Uh, well, well, he mandated, remember, he as, as governor, he mandated that these, these, and the boys are taking it too, I understand now. Not just the while, while he had an interest in the company too. Yeah, I mean. Oh, he, hello. Uh, yeah, now, here's, here's the deal, and I don't want you to let this out because it would probably be dangerous. We sent out, out a number of uh, dull butter knives to women in Texas, and Rick Perry's on the tip tap of their, you know, top of their list. <laughs> and for people in Pennsylvania, we've sent out the dull butter knives for Dr. Paul Offit, you know, the the, uh, the grand poopa of uh, pedophiles. And and then, and then in Sacramento, you know, we've sent these, uh, we figure it's really better to send Asian women with dull butter knives to castrate Richard Pan. You know, it's uh, someone actually attacked me or say, oh, I'm threatening these guys. You're damn right I'm threatening these guys. You know, I, you know, but unless you can prove I had something to do with it, you, you know, my fingerprints may be on that butter knife, but I don't have those testicles in my hand. <laughs> you know, we mentioned the Ku Klux Klan, and I'm serious about this. You know, you may, be able, you may want to marry your cousin. But leave the younger children alone, or we'll beat the living shit out of you. Yeah. That's the Southern rule. By the you way, is it? You know, Pink Floyd, yeah, Pink Floyd did a whole song about teacher, leave those kids alone. Now we need to tell the government to do the same thing. But if we refer to last week's guest and her explanation of these animals in the wild, Having uh, no scrotums or undescended testicles, which means they're, inf they're 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 sterile, 
Look yeah. at our, our our male population as far as the human population, and and this is occurring with the glyphosates and the 2,4-D and all this other garbage that they're in the GMO food. Again, a testing, eat nothing out of a box. Maybe we can avoid a lot of these problems, you know. So. Yeah, and if you're a frog, avoid atrazine, because uh, Dr. Tyrone Hayes at uh, Berkeley has demonstrated that some of these frogs that he's been very familiar with for a long time. But once they're introduced to atrazine, they become a little. They just become a little flirtatious, you know. They just act a little weird, and then they start making eggs. Uh, the eggs aren't viable, you know. So we've, we've sort of disrupted this frog population, and we can do the same thing to the human population if we don't. Uh, the reason our testicles hang outside of our body is temperature. That's right. And there are so many things that can raise the temperature of body so high that they can fry your testicles. And now we got some more people who can't have babies. Oh, this is great. I love it. Well, no, again, human depopulation. And isn't it funny? I mean, all this rise in homosexuality. Look at Bruce Jenner. Could this be the problem? Maybe they're taking an enormous amount of atrazine and uh, glyphosate and no, all these no. other altering... Uh, Bruce just, wow. Bruce Jenner just got tired of being an ugly boy, okay? <laughs> well, I didn't get tired of being an ugly boy, and I haven't done that. Oh, I've seen your, uh, you know, uh, this is a man, by the way, uh, who sort of looked a little bit like uh, Burt Lancaster from the right angle. And, uh, you know, and has a little glint in his eye, and, you know, and he's talking about being ugly. No, no, we're talking about wolf, wolf ugly. We're talking about really seriously ugly. And, well, you know, none of our girls are qualified for that anymore. They're just not ugly anymore. Well, when a man finds another man attractive, there's something wrong here. And I don't think it's, uh, if it's gestational, you know, it's it's the mother's diet or the father's diet and the sperm. So there's something going on here that, you know, it's beyond our knowledge. And But I think they know what they're doing. And... <laughs> They're, you know, they got Satan behind their their scheming and uh, their planning, and and it's all coming out. I mean, you look at the human race; it's 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 degradating. It's just not doing right. I'm trying to uh, shut this thing down here so I can get a message on the Skype board, and I'm not succeeding. Um, it, it, but the thing is, we really can change it, John. The uh, um, as this, you know, I mean, how tough of a message is this? Buy nothing in a box. Absolutely, yeah. that's brilliant. That, I think that, that's and, a, that, and that two liter bottle of of, uh, of caramel flavored arsenic. You don't really need that. You're you know, talking you, Coke. Yeah, uh, Coke or Pepsi. I mean, oh, and, and I love the diet, the diet Coke and Pepsi. The people we see, worse. even yeah, worse. Yeah, people we've seen with with diagnosis of MS who don't fit the model. There's 80%. a model. Eighty percent of supplements are now made with GMOs too, either bacteria or made directly with them, and the rest are made synthetically. Most of them. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, that's, that's correct. Yeah, it's 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 not that we're uh, trying to uh, win the battle. Uh, we just don't want to participate. That make any sense? Well, I thought it was going through my mind. Oh, by the way, just let me digress for one minute because. Okay. I wanted to bring this up in the last hour. Frank uh, came up with a brilliant observation, our producer, and you guys are talking about, you know, God-given uh, healing and uh, what have you. And he says, yeah, but 
you know, look at they're trying to kill God now. So why give him credence when they're trying to kill him? You know, God is dead. Take him out of our life. Take him out of our government. And uh, so anyway, I just want to bring up that point. But uh, well, and you know, actually, I, I just finally got the thing turned. And and he asked this question. He being Frank the producer of AmericanVoiceRadioNetwork.com, and you can send your donations to him to keep him going, because a lot of times he's out feeding the chickens. <laughs> Non-GMO corn, by the way. Exactly. Okay, so but he has world or <laughs> and I'm not sure what he meant. <laughs> oh, 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 I get it. I get it. Broken, broken Bells is Citizen. Yeah, I see. The songs. I, 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 hey, Remember, I, I don't multitask well. I've never been able to task on or text on a ten speed, and uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's I, give give me a break here, you guys. Come on, I apologize. All right, so we got we got a, we got about seven and a half usable minutes, and so I don't think we should threaten to harm anyone. But if we can convince the girls to do it, I think they'll go easy on them. Well, if we can keep them alive, I mean, they're they're bypassing us, you know, in cancer and strokes and all kinds of problems. I don't know. We've got to keep them alive, Patrick. Well, Another thing Doug and Mel would like to repress is the fact that hypnotism and mesmerism can do anything that their drugs can do. There were entire hospitals run with it, but they made it illegal in various places not to use hypnosis medically, including the Lancet and all these. Uh, they fought it because mesmer knew how to use mesmerism as well as hypnotism, two very different things that can not only give you high-level wellness, but you could uh, put your feet on one chair and your head on another, and two people can sit on you, things we can't normally do. I know, but isn't it, isn't it better just to buy a couch? <laughs> but I'm, now, you know, because, because you've gone to this secret place, um... Cool hand, Luke. What we have here is a failure to, com to communicate. And, you know, when I worked at the medical center, uh, Henry J.L. Van Dyke had a couple of hypnotists who were, you know, who were neurologists and one was a shrink. And on occasion, we'd bring these people in and put them under a little bit of a spell. And all of a sudden, they could read the letters on the other side of the room, <laughs> which they hadn't been able to see before. It was very common for people to read with their stomachs. That was a common phenomenon. The stomach actually has the ability to sight, and it could see with the stomach. That was done by medical doctors and surgeons, Dr. Esteo, all kinds of them at one time. A very unusual phenomenon, but very real. Well, in 1972 at the Dallas Ophthalmological Convention, there was a visual aid that was a a number of balls, and you know, looked like a uh, little bigger than a, a, a when you rack of balls, but it had more balls in it. You strap it to your stomach, and you wear a thing on your head, and it would translate what the what the uh, cameras saw to pushing on your your stomach. Well, we had a big dinner for the ophthalmologist here. And they put his picture in the, in the eye. They had a big eye up above the podium and had him get up and talk. And the proctologist got up and he said, don't do that to me on my birthday. That's a good <laughs> joke there, Richard. 
Oh, keep it humorous, Richard. <laughs> All right, so um, we should, you know, those people who don't know they're pedophiles, we have to treat them very, very gently. We just have to whisper in their ear, you know, that's damaging a child. You don't know that, but that's what it is. Now, the people who are pedophiles, you know, uh, that's, you know, from the time of the Greeks, they would remove the testes with a sharp rock. <laughs> and then if, if they were still sort of ornery and nasty, they would hang them to death. That's 4th century B.C. Why would they do that? Well, because at least they gave them a chance to stop being driven by their hormones, supposedly. Oh, and okay. They, they didn't even know what hormones were, but they knew what testicles were. Yeah. You know, the the, the Greeks, they, Greeks didn't have to cut us up to figure out how it worked. They just observed how it worked. They listened to how it worked. They listened well, to I showed them how to handle the bankers. <laughs> okay, tell us. <laughs> the Greeks should handle the bankers the same way Iceland did. Run them off or hang them. Uh, well, yeah, but the the pressure is, you know, here we have outside sources trying to tell the Greeks what to do. And my uh, uh, history is right. Every time that someone tried to tell the Greeks what to do, there was a big fight. That's right. Got a package full of wishes. Wonderful evening, and we'll see you next week. Hi, machine. Right, ho Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. No what about blue skies and blue nights? Blue skies and green lights. Right. There you go. Thank you. Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold. Printed on the box I see. Acmes build a world to be. Take a chance. Grab a piece. Help me to believe it. What kind of world do you want? They American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. 
If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Hi, good evening all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's the 16th of July, 2015. It's Thursday. It's about nine and a half minutes past 8 p.m. Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live. You can call in 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980. Or you can participate in the show by going to the chat room theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com you'll see the chat link click it instructions are real easy pick a name pick a password you're in there i think you might have to enter an email uh address i'm not sure it's been a while since i signed in because i picked a very simple password so i remember it and i suggest you do the same Now, I don't suggest you do that with, like, your online banking or anything, but this is just a chat room, so, you know, (laughs) no need to get uh, all cryptic. But if you have Yahoo Instant Messenger and you'd like to instant message me, you can uh, do so. My screen name is AVRN Talk. All right, so that's all the ways you can... uh, Communicate with me or with others. Chat room's open 24-7. There's usually somebody in there. So uh, that's something that you can do anytime. The calling in thing, uh, it will have to be limited to. Shows that are actually live and that do accept calls. The instant messenger, now that's something else that's a good way to... uh, you know, communicate with me. Doesn't have to be about the show. Um, it, you know, it's it, actually it's a little faster way to get my attention than email. I check my email maybe maybe twice a day. You know, the IM screen's right in front of me all the time, so when it starts blinking at me, I know there's an IM. So that that that's a little faster for you to get replied that way, or at least for me to see it. You know, if you don't need a reply, then, you know, I don't bother. But, I mean, if you do... Anyhow, there it is. Let's get to some good news to start. I think it's good news anyway. I'm not sure what the reasons are. Uh, You know, people speculate. And I guess uh, I'll talk about that a little bit. But it's not an earth-shattering story. It's just a little good news. I mean, there's not that much good news out there. You really got to, you know, you really got to kind of... Uh, take what you can get when it comes to good news. But, hey, how many out there are big McDonald's fans? You like McDonald's? You want McDonald's to do good and get rich and all that? Too bad. They're not. Okay? (laughs) McDonald's franchises have never been this depressed. Aw. Gee, that's a shame. Been poisoning Americans for how long now? And, aw, things aren't going so good. Boy, everybody, come on, let's all shed a tear. Just when you thought it couldn't get much worse for McDonald's, it did. The six-month outlook for franchises is in an all-time low, according to a small survey by, uh, well, long-time restaurant industry analyst. Some 29 franchises who collectively own and operate 208 McDonald's restaurants. Now, when they say small, that is kind of small because there are 
about 3,100 franchises uh, in the United States. Okay? And this is only 29 franchises. But, of course, they own 208 restaurants. So you can you get in the picture of how many McDonald's there really are out there. Gosh, and we complain about Walmart, for crying out loud. Anyway, so uh, they were asked to give their six-month forecast. One to five. Okay, one is poor. I don't think we're going to do too good. And five is, yeah, man, blue skies, everything's going to be great. Puffy clouds, we're we're doing wonderful. We're going to be doing great. It's going to be great. Well, the average response was 1.69. Gee, not even two. That's not good, huh? Yeah, so they have a poll here, too. And uh, let's see. There was uh, 21,914 votes. Well, maybe I should probably, uh, well, we'll just stick with that. At the time, there was 21,914 votes. And the question was, do you think McDonald's turnaround is working? And what they're talking about their turnaround is their supposed new menu. Oh, we're going to do baguettes. Oh, we're going to do, hey, more salad. Yeah, that's it. More salad. Well, 80% of 21,914 said no. Only 4% said yes. 5% said maybe and 10%. You see, I'm not sure why people even bother to take a poll and then click the button, not sure. You know, because... Before you say, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll take the survey, they they tell you the question. Because I took the survey, and it says, do you think McDonald's turnaround is working? Do you want to take the survey? Well, yeah, why would you say, yeah, I want to take the survey, if you don't know? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. 10%. 10%. that's that's actually one percent more than the yes and no's combined. Uh, it's just confusing. You know, I don't I don't understand what people are thinking sometimes. Anyway, they say corporate has no answers. This is what this is now. This is coming from franchise owners. All right, corporate has no answers. They are throwing ideas at the wall, hoping something will stick. Their collective arrogance has come home to roost. Hey, this is franchise owners saying this. This is not good. This is not a happy team. Okay? McDonald's shares fell 1.8% Thursday. The company, in a statement, surprisingly defended its record. Approximately... 3,100 franchises own and operate McDonald's restaurants across the U.S., McDonald's said. Less than 1% of them were surveyed for this report. We value the feedback from our franchises and have a solid working relationship with them. Hmm. Well, franchises in the survey cited a range of issues. Weak marketing, poor customer perceptions, and corporate ignorance. 
My numbers are not good due to new competitors, one franchise said. Overall, sales are still in a slump, and I don't see much I can get excited about in 2015. Another respondent said, at least half of the operators in my region are on the verge of collapse, with minimum wage for fast food workers potentially increasing to incredibly high levels. We are facing a crisis situation. Well, look, where along the line... Did McDonald's get away with justifying it costing $15 to eat their garbage? Huh? You know, that's that's what I believe it really is. And there's probably other factors, too. But, you know, I, I'm sure some people don't go there because it, it is garbage. And they know it's garbage. And they don't want to eat garbage for $15. So, you know... Uh, I'll go eat somewhere else. I'll go eat at a mom and pop place for $15. You can get a meal a lot of places for $15. Better than McDonald's. Way better than McDonald's. You know, when hamburgers were a quarter, all right, maybe I'll eat a crappy hamburger for 25 cents. But not for $5. I'm sorry, no. And that's one thing McDonald's has done that I've noticed, you know, Gosh, I haven't walked. I haven't. Now I have used McDonald's internet, but I haven't bought anything at McDonald's. I don't even remember the last time I did. Now that's not to say any fast food, because I do, you know, remember. Gosh, it's only been maybe a year or two since I got a Carl's Jr. chicken garbage burger, or uh, you know, maybe four or five years since I got a burger. King Pink Slime Burger or, uh, you know, any of that. But McDonald's been a real long time. You know, so when did that happen? And then I read another, uh, a, a different article, because they don't mention it in this one, that here's something else. Now, okay, so here's one issue. People are realizing that and it's not just McDonald's, okay? It's the fast food industry is feeding you garbage, okay? It's just garbage, man. And that's not to say that a lot of food at the grocery store isn't garbage also, but, you know, this comes in a box. They cook it up and put it back in a box. It's it's really not good. And, you know, then stories came out about the stuff they were doing, like using pink slime in their hamburgers, I mean, you know, really, this is, you're charging $5 for a hamburger and you're giving me ground up scraps off the floor mixed with ammonia? Really? See, people read stuff like that and say, you know what, I'm eating somewhere else. So there are people out there that are getting health conscious and saying, boy, I don't want to eat that stuff. That's bad, bad, bad. I don't know what the percentage is, but I don't think it's huge. Because I don't think, okay, how many health-conscious people were eating at McDonald's to begin with? But, all right, so you've got that. Then you've got another thing, which is just the price. The fact of the matter that, look, I can go eat somewhere else. See, somewhere along the line, McDonald's, and all of them. If you look at the prices of all of them, and you don't have to even go in there to look at them, man. They've got their prices, like, plastered over their windows and stuff. You can see them from the road. Some of them, you've got little billboards outside their place when you're driving. Buy them. 
So you can get a maybe not know everything on the menu what it costs, but you can get an idea what a what. Okay, there's a big picture of a hamburger. Oh, five dollars and forty nine cents. <laughs> and boy, does it look good in that picture. Now you know, right, that those pictures are pictures of plastic food, right? That's not real hamburgers. That's why they look so good because they're they've been you know, artistically created, and then a picture taken of them. They're not real food, man. Actually, they're not real food when they serve it to you either, but, I mean, in the picture, it's definitely plastic, okay? But, so they they started out as fast food, fast, cheap food. And then they started, oh, well, you know, we're going to make our, we're going to make our restaurant nice. You know, we're going to remodel, we're going to make it out of brick and all this stuff. You remember when McDonald's used to be like a, a glass box with two two yellow uh, arches going right through it? You know, it was like a diner or something. It wasn't a restaurant. It was a, you know, you go up to the window and say, give me a milkshake and fries and a, and a, and a burger, and you walked off. And it was cheap. But somewhere along the line, they decide to upscale, which means we can charge more money. We're still serving you garbage, but it's now it's expensive garbage. So there's the price, there's the health concerns, and then there's their marketing. McDonald's, and this is, I read a whole article just on this. McDonald's has spent the last 10 years marketing to the black community. Now, this ties into the price problem. The black community is generally poorer. They cannot support the expensive prices of McDonald's. So they just, if you ain't got the money, you ain't going to McDonald's unless you're digging through their dumpster. And I don't think they count that as sales. Not yet, anyway. Now, if they were a government-run you know, hamburger restaurant. I'm sure they would, but they don't. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident about that. But so you've got that, and plus the study said that because of the extensive marketing and long-term extensive marketing, has alienated the white customers of McDonald's, who are also, by the way, generally more health conscious. Generally. I'm not saying there's nobody in the black community that's health conscious. Of course there is. I'm talking, you know, statistics, generally, the numbers, the majority, that sort of thing. So McDonald's has a real problem. See, the black community isn't generally into baguettes and more salad for $5 a little plate of lettuce. Gee, thanks. Oh, and it's only been sitting in that thing for what? Oh, two weeks? What could be wrong with that? Oh, I shouldn't worry because it's genetically modified lettuce that never rots? Well, that now, hey, really, what was I worried about? So, 
Good news, McDonald's is faltering, but I think uh, probably a, a lot of the chains are. And, uh, you know, I don't feel bad because they've been taking advantage and poisoning the people for a long time. And, now, see, here is the underlying message of why I decided to, you know, take this article and do a little more with it than probably most people would. Because McDonald's is a multi-billion dollar corporation. Big time. Looked undefeatable. Okay? The nine million pound gorilla, right? Well... What did that one franchise owner said? Many of the owners in his region are on the brink of collapse. Wow. Well, do you know what all this has amounted to? It has amounted people are taking their money and deciding, you know what, I don't like how you've been treating us. I don't like the crap you've been feeding us. I don't like the fact that, yeah, for 10 years, you've basically been spitting in the white community's face and just marketing towards black America. Fine, then let black America support you. Well, black America doesn't have the money to support McDonald's. Not by themselves, they don't. Boycott. It's got a lot of power to it, folks. I mean, look at McDonald's and start thinking this way. Look, if you're not happy with a with a place, if you don't think you don't like their commercials, you don't like their food, you don't like what they're doing, stop spending money with them. And yeah, you doing that by yourself isn't going to do anything. But hey, if it comes down to food and and you're going, "Hey, you know what? If you're going to if you're going to try to if you're going to try to sell me garbage, I'm not I'm not buying it. I'm I'll go somewhere else. I might even spend more money somewhere else. But I'm not going to buy garbage. If enough people do that. Hey, look, even if you're the only one that does it, look on the bright side. You might not bring the big bad corporation to its knees all by yourself, but you will be eating healthier. So, there is that selfish, you know, self-interest to, to consider also. But, if everybody starts getting the mindset to do this, uh, look, companies are going to have to uh, straighten up, fly right, start start doing what the people want. McDonald's is scrambling like a bunch of morons on fire trying to do that. Like they said, throwing a bunch of mud at the wall hoping something sticks because they don't know what to do. They're so out of touch. They've been just cashing checks for so long, doing nothing. They don't know what to do. They put a black guy in there, and he just started marketing to black people and screw the white community, screw the white community. Okay, great. Screw McDonald's. Let the black community support you. The same thing goes for, look, you're against gay marriages. And look, I hate saying that, because they're not gay, okay? They're homosexuals, they're sodomites, they're not gay. But if you oppose that, 
And don't spend any money at, at, a, at a business that supports it. And I realize some place like, say, a Home Depot that supports that. You know, you might be in a jam and you might go, well, i, I, I got to have this thing, so I'm going to go in there and buy this. You know, or Walmart, hey, i, I got to have this thing. Nobody else has got it, so I'm going in there and get it. I understand that. Look. But, like, look, if you shop all the time at these places, start at least giving some other businesses a chance. Become aware of the corporate attitude. What is this business what does this business support? What does it not support? You know, the bottom line is look, people have to say, okay, fine. McDonald's, you want to cater to the black community, then the black community can support you. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. We'll see you on the auction block. Same with companies that, you know, support homosexuals. Well, fine, that's that's great. That's your, you know, this is America. You can support whatever you like, but uh, let that community support you. Let them buy all the building materials. I'll see you on the auction block. White mainstream America, which is generally conservative people, even the people out there that consider themselves liberals are actually far more consider, uh, conservative than the, than the, I don't know, completely lunatic fringe asylum escapees that are running the government. Oh, sure, I'm a liberal. Well, what do you think about homos? Well, you know, it kind of disgusts me. But, you know, it's America. You're allowed to do what you want. Yeah, well, okay. But, man, these people in, in, in Washington are just, you know, oh, this is wonderful. Isn't it sweet? Illegal immigration, same thing. Oh. So you support. And, and you know what? You'll, it's going to be hard to find a corporation that does not support illegal immigration. Illegal immigration is very profitable to every corporation. And something to understand about corporations is, you know, when it comes to making profit, they really don't have a lot of choice. And I mean legally. Because if the, you know, the board starts making decisions to do the right thing, Okay, as most people would define the right thing. And I don't even know what that is, but whatever that is that most people would say is the right thing, because obviously you can see that most corporations are not doing whatever that is. They're doing exactly the opposite, which would be the wrong thing. And if they started making decisions to do the right thing, that cut into the stockholders' profits, you have to realize those stockholders can turn around and remove those people. They can even sue them because, you know what? A corporation's duty is to maximize profit and gain. That is why they exist. 
well, and to limit liability. But as far as to the stockholders go, the corporation's duty is to maximize profit and gain. So it's going to be hard to find a corporation that says, yeah, we got to we got to pay a livable wage and we got to get rid of all these illegal aliens that are willing to work for half a minimum wage. Yeah, we got to do that. That's the right thing to do. You're going to have a tough time because they don't want to lose their jobs any more than you want to lose your job. Anyhow, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a bit.
shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one forty. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's July 16th, 2015. It's Thursday. It's about 8.45 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. That would be p.m. If that's all true, we are, in fact, live. You can call in 800-932-1980 or go to the chat room at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the chat link. You can tune in there and uh, join in on the merriment. And there is a chat going on. And, uh, well, total defeat for me in the uh, Stump the Room. Uh, You know, I threw a couple of, uh, actually I rolled a couple of, you know, softballs out there for the room. They needed something, you know. If I play, you know obscure music. They never get it, so I gave them this one. First one was Phil Collins. They got it. Second one, though, was a little, uh, you know, they got it because I played it before, but it's Conan O'Brien and Jack White. Conan O'Brien was singing. Uh, Jack White, of course, was playing the guitar. So, there you have it. And, uh, let's see, uh, how else? So, yes, Yahoo, Instant Messenger, AVRN, talk. Okay, second day of Jade Helm. That's what we're in, right? And uh, maybe there's a news blackout, but I'm not seeing any deaths or, you know, cities uh, burnt to the ground or anything like that. But then again, you know, Maybe if a black criminal is shot, maybe some, you know, city will go into flames or something. Who knows? But here's a headline. Uh, Muhammad shoot up, shoots up Marines in Tennessee. Four dead. Motivated by Islam. You know, the religion of peace. Yeah, that's right. Can you imagine? Now think of all the gunmen. All the killings, uh, bang, you know, that have gone on. If Christians would have done that and said, I'm killing you in the name of the Father in Heaven. Now, I'm not saying that that is biblical or anything like that, but I'm just saying, imagine how the differently the media would be treating it. 
Four Marines are killed in attacks on a Chattanooga military facility. Do you know why? Now, you would think Marines, gee, four Marines on a Marine base, uh, come on. How does one stand new? I can't say that, can I? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, how does one camel jockey cut on a military base and start shooting up Marines? I mean, hey, these are the armed forces. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's right. Under Barack Obama, and I'm not sure if he instituted or George Bush did or Bill Clinton did. Who knows who did? But on military bases, guess what? They are no gun zones. Yeah, they're gun-safe zones, meaning soldiers can't carry handguns there. Armed forces are not allowed to carry arms. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice. But then again, hey, let's not forget our hero, okay, Ronald Reagan. That's right. Do you remember Beirut? Yeah, that don't come up much. Yeah, that's where, you know, they had the Marine base. Again, Marines in Beirut. I believe it was the Beirut airport, but I'm not sure. And they basically had a, a, a little base, a camp there set up. An enclave, whatever they call it. And uh, they had rifles. They just were not issued ammunition. And the ragheads drove in, killed a whole bunch of them. And our fearless leader's uh, response was, of course, not to give the Marines bullets and say, you know what, you see a raghead within a mile of this camp, kill them. No. He pulled them out. Retreat, retreat, run home, run away. Yeah, that's our fearless warmonger leader. <laughs> God. You know, Ronald Reagan is so much not what everybody remembers him to be. It's it's just really a great Madison Avenue marketing uh, campaign that he had. <laughs> it really is. It's like, you know what they did? They took a crappy movie and they just put out enough sizzle and pop and, and sold it so hard that everybody went to saw it and they made a pile of money. It's still a crappy movie. Anyway, Chattanooga, Tennessee, a gunman unleashed a barrage of gunfire at two military facilities Thursday in Tennessee, killing four Marines and wounding two other service members and a police officer. The shooter was also killed. Well, I guess he won't be asking, being asked any questions, will he? Law enforcement sources told uh, CBS News that the shooting suspect was identified as 24-year-old Mohammed Yosef Abulazuzi. Wow. I probably mispronounced his last name, not on purpose, just because it's real hard, but hey, who cares? He's dead. He's not going to be saying anything about it. According to a U.S. law enforcement source, Mohammed was born in Kuwait and came to the United States in 1996. It's unclear if and when he became an American citizen. It's unclear if. Why would you even say that if you don't know? They're, they're trying to say, well, he may be a U.S. citizen, which would make him a homegrown terrorist. Uh-huh. A U.S. official told CBS News that 
Muhammad was not on law enforcement radar concerning possible terror links or aspirations. The FBI was not aware of him as being any kind of threat. But you white Christians out there, you're on the list. I guarantee you that. They know who you are. Me, all of us, they know. Oh, yeah, because we're the big threat. And you know what? They're right. Anyway, officials will try to find out if Muhammad was motivated or influenced by ISIS. The group has been called, calling for lone wolf-style attacks in the U.S. on military and police during the month of Ramadan, which includes, uh, concludes Friday. Over the 4th of July holiday, federal law enforcement officials warned of a potential for an attack. Hmm. And we're going to do an intense look at him to see what connections are. We'll look at his friends, family, associates, anybody who's associated with him to determine the cause or reason why he conducted the attack. Well, you know what? This might not seem fair to you, but anybody who is not a U.S.-born citizen, I don't care if you came here from, uh, you know, somewhere and you're a naturalized citizen. Oh, no. See, you know what? That's revoked. You're going back home. You knew this guy. You hung around with this guy. You're all out of here. You're all out of here. You know what? Look. Let's not play games. Let's be serious here. You might not think that's fair, and maybe it's not fair. Too bad. We got to start thinking about what works more than what's fair these days. And what works is, look, think of yourself. You might be very willing to say, you know what, I'd die for that. Oh, yeah, I'd die for that. I'd die for this. I'd do this and that. And, you know, maybe you would. But what if the choice comes I'd let my kids die for that I put my kids in a situation where they could die because of my actions my wife could die because of my actions I'm going to put my whole family at risk because of my actions see you might not be so quick to sacrifice your loved ones as you are maybe yourself That's just a fact. That's the way it is. I mean, everybody from a gangster to the CIA knows this. Maybe you could sit there. Maybe you could take a lot of pain. Maybe you could be tortured and not give up anything. They'll just go get your wife. They'll go get your kids. And they'll start pulling their fingernails out right in front of you. Now, do you have anything to say? Are you willing to sit there and watch your children be tortured to death? We got to start thinking of this as, look, we got to do what works here. And I'm not saying torture anybody. I'm just saying, look, okay, fine. You want to be Muslims? Hey, we've got free religion in this country. But you know what? If you weren't born here and anybody in your family does anything like this, goes off the rails and starts shooting people. Uh, You're all going back to the desert you came from. I don't care if you came here when you were two years old and you're completely Americanized. You're going back. 
and you see what that does, the word gets out. And if you don't think that works, well, I'm sure you've all heard the story about the Philippines and the Muslims that got out of hand there, Blackjack uh, uh, Pershing. He lined 100 Muslims up that they caught, and they said, okay, hey, look at this. See what we're doing here? We're dipping all our bullets in pig's blood. That's right. Load them up, kill them all except one. Now you go tell your friends what happened here. That was pretty much the end of that rebellion. The word will get around. But this government will never do that. They'll keep sacrificing your children in the meat grinder that is called the United States military. Because I have no doubt that they knew exactly who this guy was. They were probably funding this guy. They probably brainwashed this guy to go do this for all I know. For all I know, he might not even be dead. They might just say he's dead. How do I know he's dead? I don't believe anything they say anymore. Now, here's something interesting. Remember, I was, I, I've talked, and you've heard other people talk about it too, I'm sure. That, you know, okay, here's Greece. Uh, oh boy, you know, is Greece going to go bankrupt? You know, it's the daily soap opera. Oh, Greece took the deal. No, Greece didn't take the deal. Oh, they're burning Athens down. Oh, you know, Greece, 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 right? It's only half a billion dollars in debt, right? Or half a trillion dollars in debt. A relatively small economy. But the danger is if, you know, they don't play this right, there's other economies in the Eurozone that are in just as bad condition, except they're much bigger economies. And I always mention Spain and Italy. Now, other people mention Ireland, and that's legitimate. But, I mean, here's, a, here's an article I just saw today. Rome is on the verge of collapse and needs urgent repair, leaders warn. So, debt, poor administration, and shabby infrastructure. See, the city is falling apart. Rome is falling apart, and this is an indication. Because this is the first, okay, always, when any business or government or whatever gets in trouble financially, they got to cut costs, right? Okay, First thing they do is labor. You know, labor's got to be cut, cut costs, man. Where do they cut these people? They cut people where nobody will, well, where people will notice them least. Even if they're the most important people to, to the operation of everything, they're the first to go because nobody notices them. Like the airlines. Were flight attendants the first to get laid off? No. Guess who was? The mechanics. Are you kidding me? That doesn't seem to make sense to anybody reasonable, but you see, the paying customer is going to notice if I can't get my Coke fast enough. Where's the flight attendant, damn it? But you're not there watching a guy repair the motor that's keeping you flying. You don't see him. Well, let's lay off 10 of them. Nobody will ever notice. Till you fall out of the sky, and then who cares? You're dead. You're not going to be going, hey, wait a minute. Same with infrastructure. That's what the government lets go first, is infrastructure. They just stop maintaining stuff. Oh, we got no money for maintaining. But you notice the new projects don't stop. Because that's the pork, man. Got to keep that rolling. Can't Got no money to maintain anything. Like here in Oregon. Oh, we can't maintain the roads. Got to get a new surveillance tax on you. But, oh, hey, we got new road projects all over the place. Screw with the roads that don't need fixed. But we're building new stuff. 
but we can't maintain the roads. Anyway, same thing's going on in Rome. So how far behind Greece is their economy? I'll see you tomorrow at noon. Gotta go. Thanks for listening. Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. exterminate the entire Arab Muslim population of the world.
And the, the Muslims know this. And this is why the jihad, jihadism and their excesses have some basis in reality. Uh, they're trying to survive because they, they know that Israel simply is interested only in genocide and exterminating all the Arab people, uh, bringing them under, under complete domination. And uh, Israelis are always exterminationists. Are they creating a Christian Muslim war? Yes. That's all deliberate. See, there is no Christian, there is no Christian Muslim war. Now, I have five legal papers in this town here before in a law case that I have going on, in which I say, frankly, that a billion Christians and a billion Muslims are now at a war to the death with each other, and the only victor will be the state of Israel, because Israel is getting rid of all of its rivals and all of its competitors at once fell swoop. It's a brilliant move, <laughs> and it's also totally uh, calculated and ruthless. Is the real enemy Israel? Uh, yeah. Our Zionism, world Zionism. Uh, the state of Israel is nothing. It never has been. Any. It's the tiniest state in the world, yet this is the most important state in the world. It's the most important state to the entire United States government because they put the, state, the interests of Israel before every other consideration, including the United States. is the dominant intellectual of the 20th century. And four of his uh, protégés have been named the, uh, have been given the Nobel Prize for Literature after he edited the work. And the first one is T.S. Eliot. He, he first edited his poem, The Wasteland, in uh, 1920 in Paris, and that became the most famous uh, poem of the 20th century. It's not mentioned very much today, but uh, in the 30s and 40s, Every college student could recite the wasteland, and uh, that's how uh, young men would pick up girls, is by talking about the wasteland. They'd get interested and go to a bar and have uh, sex, so it was very very useful. (laughs) And after the wasteland, he became Ernest Hemingway's mentor, and he edited Ernest Hemingway, and he made Hemingway's uh, prose very crisp. And... uh, Hemingway had been a hack newspaper uh, writer for a, a, a firm called, it was a newspaper called the Moose Jaw Herald in Saskatchewan, Canada. That was his stellar background to become a writer. 
And uh, so Pound took his material and tightened it up, and uh, he just had a knack for doing that. He could edit anybody's. See, the people, his proteges were all very dissimilar uh, people. T.S. Eliot was a very stuffy Harvard graduate. Ernest Hemingway was a doctor's son from Chicago. His father committed suicide, and he committed suicide when he was 61. And I think one of his sons has committed suicide. So they have an act for it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.